صدایی Hold on a second real quick. I know, hey, Casey, I know it's game time, dog. But I think I just want to take it back a little real quick, dog. I want to take it back. Hold on, hold all on. Right, all right. Let hold me finish opening this wine bottle. Okay, open that wine bottle. <laughs> open that motherfucking wine bottle, baby. Let me see. Let's try this one more time. Casey, is it game time? It's game time. It's game time, man. Let's go, motherfuckers. Welcome to Hoodstocks 2024. Don't play with this motherfucking the shit. the ceremony begin. Gonies! Countless battles, I walk with no shadow. Yeah. Desert in sandal, the ghost with the candle. Woo. King of all crowns, rip the rattle off serpents. Blood, I thirst, since I am the worst. Ah. Follow your footsteps, you have no footprints. I am the surface, you worthless purpose. The moon, the stars, I'm connected to darkness. Heads of marksmen, I've hunted the farthest. Yeah. Village of troops, monotop the roofs. Black Sunday service with Holocaust roots. Homo Kabbalah, black magic and balas. These AKs and hollows will leave you forgotten. Woo. This bottomless season, you Looking for me, Mussolini, Godavi, the world cannot stop me. I'm legend, remember me? If this since birth, you were delivered in a hearse. Your mother and your father trade your soul for a curse. I'm a soldier, coming at you like a locomotive. Woo! Never knew I navigate the culture. Woo! Servants at the tabernacle potion. The devil made my father, little spirit set beside me. My mother was a slave to three witches on the island. Ever cheat death? Uh. Ever wake up and can't catch one breath? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 2024, we here, baby, we here, baby, and it feels fucking absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing, let's pay these motherfucking bills for 2024, baby, looking for some good quality cannabis, I mean, quality cannabis, hit the folks at Killer Kush, they specialize in bringing you the best quality available from OJ, do, OJ, do exotic, <laughs> they got 
It all, baby. Hit them up at KillerCush at uh, gmail.com or follow them on IG at KillerCush underscore underscore 420. Thank you, Rick. I love you, baby. You uh, and know. Yes, sir. And to find a location near you if you are in the OC or LA area, matter of fact, pull up to True Organics in the city of Whittier, 13739 Leffingwell Road. And I want to give a big shout out to Stizzy, baby. Yes, pull up to the local Stizzy shop in here and cop some of that bomb bomb. You can follow them on uh, Instagram at Stizzy, okay? Okay, okay, I see you motherfuckers. I see you, we right here, we right here. I see you guys, okay? Uh, for all you fat fuckers out there trying to lose weight, and I'm not talking about my guest either, okay? <laughs> <laughs> peak game, peak game. Uh, trying to lose, you know, an easy 10 pounds, tighten up that motherfucking booty, hit up my boy Vince at LA Peptides. They got everything you need to lose weight and feel great. They got Ozempic, Moondraw, and even newer and better. They also have pan tanning peptides. They have tanning peptides as well as horny tides for men and women. Capture that old school sex drive, baby. Uh, free delivery in LA, OC, and IE. And you know, we talk about peptides, like Oprah lost mad weight. Uh, um, the white boy singer. The Anthony Anderson. You lost mad weight. They all doing this. Mother it, it's diabetes medication, and they losing weight off it. I did it for a minute, and uh, yeah, I was losing some weight too. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to give you some fucking phone numbers, personal phone numbers, 714-269-1900, 714 four two six nine nineteen hundred check it out don't wait for summer get started now motherfuckers and actually follow them on instagram at la peptides all right looking for the good uh best criminal defense attorney in the city of los angeles peep game peep game like we ain't playing with this shit right this is hood stocks right here and a lot of us have done time and a lot of the guests have done time and and we ain't gonna have no boo-boo ass motherfucker attorney sponsor this fucking podcast this is the best dude in the fucking game hands down if you gotta if you gotta go there and i hope you don't, but hey, peep game, here's the info. Uh, Doug Sherrod is our guy, and he can be your guy as well. Mr. Sherrod used to be a federal prosecutor as well as a district attorney for the city of Los Angeles. He didn't like the unfair politics on that side of the fence, so now he's going to bat for individuals that have been wrongfully accused or just had a bad weekend, right? We have those sometimes. You can reach Doug Sherrod at Casey. KingKongLawyer.com KingKongLawyer.com Hey, Peep Game, he, he made up this website to get you linked to his regular website, and, and anyways KingKongLawyer.com, don't play with it no motherfucker, hey, that's gotta be a cocky motherfucker to have a website like that, right? As a lawyer? Yeah, yeah. Shit, don't play with it, dog, you know what I mean? Orange County, stand up Okay, gutter phenom is a lifestyle brand that's dedicated to supporting and inspiring individuals who are determined to achieve their dream. We believe that no matter where you come through and what you've been through with hard work and dedication, anything is possible. Best believe that. A portion of our proceeds are donated to the organization to provide vocational training for pro leads and scholarship for those in need of drug and alcohol treatment. Jesus. That's what I was going to say. Butter, visit gutterphenom.com. Uh, Rick. Jesus! <laughs> no! <laughs> Somebody show him the Q card, bro! Gutterphenom.com, alright? Dot use, com. Use Hit up the homie. Hood, you hey, already know. Yes, you use Hoodstocks 20 to receive 20% off. Alright, peep game. Tonight's guest, dog. Hold on, real quick, man. Hold on, dog. You know what? Uh, dog, it's, it's a new year, dog. And it ain't a new me, it's a better me. And we working on that throughout the year, right? That's how we should start. Peep game. Tonight's guest, he ain't scared to pull up to the hood, dog. He's here right here, right? You know what I mean? He's, he's here, dog. Tonight's guest is hotter than a half-naked IG model. Sexy motherfucker, <laughs> dog. Hey! You know what I mean? Right. Hey, devouring the comedy world one bite at a time. Hoodstocks. 
My G's. Give it up for one of the funniest cats on the planet. Big dog, Ken Flores, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go. What up, what up, what up, what up, man? I appreciate y'all having me, man. It's been long overdue, brother. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, bro. Hey, dog, you a real, you a real G, dog. You a real G because... Man, dog, and you a real humble motherfucker, dog. Just because when I when I hit you up, bro, and I seen you, I, you got off stage. I had access. Shout out to my boy George Prez. I had access to get backstage, and you know, I said I gotta get back there and talk to the big dog. You know what I mean? And as soon as I pulled up to you, you're like, yeah, dog, shit, what's Hell happening, yeah. homie? Hell yeah, lock that it. shit in, dog. Hell yeah, man. That's Absolutely. love. Hell yeah, bro. Long overdue. Yes, yeah, you told me, you know. Sometimes, like, people, they do hit me up to do stuff like that, and, like, I just be looking at the messages, and I forget to reply and shit like that. So when somebody tells me in person, like, put love, lock it in, I'll lock it in, and it's the best way to do it. You feel me? Face-to-face. Right? Right, dog? Face-to-face. Hell, yeah. Face-to-face, dog, because we can catch a cool little vibe. You can, you know I mean? You can sniff me out real quick, you know what I mean? You know? (laughs) And I, I say probably where you come from, dog, I mean... You meet somebody, you can catch the vibrations, and you can be, you're not gonna uh, uh, understand them right then and there, but you, you know, we good judges of character, right? You know, we feel that. You're out of Chicago, is that correct? Yeah, 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 originally from Chicago, uh, in Aurora, Illinois, yeah, right outside of Chicago. And, and how, did, we, did you grow up right there, bro? I was born and raised in the north side of Chicago, Humble Park uh, is the name of the neighborhood, a lot of mostly Puerto Ricans there. And then I moved out to Aurora, which is about like 30 minutes west of Chicago, and uh, that's a mostly Mexican uh, in town. And, and you are Mexican as well, correct? I'm Mexican, yeah. You know, I look Asian. I'm Mexican, brother. I'm Mexican. <laughs> you, uh, you know what, bro? You know what? Let's be. I won't be. I'm gonna keep it up uh, one thousand with you, doggy. Uh, so I discovered your comedy on TikTok, bro. Crazy as it is, dog. It took me forever to make a TikTok, and finally when I did, it was good because my shit, you know, did great numbers and the whatever, whatever. But I was able to get tap in with a, another community, bro, that exposes you to other talented people on this fucking planet, bro, and that's Cam Flores, dog. Homie, I was watching your shit, and I was like, God damn it, this Samoan motherfucker's funnier than a motherfucker, dog. <laughs> Appreciate I thought, that. I thought you were Samoan, dog. Yeah, no, people, uh, people think that still. Like, they don't even believe me. Like, sometimes, I, even when I was working, like, regular jobs, I used to work, like, at Little Caesars and shit. Like, you you hear Mexican ladies talk shit. I'm like, este pinche gordo está tardando but then they, and then I'll, I'll talk to them in Spanish. And be like, oh shit! Man, I'm like, yeah, bitch, I speak Spanish too. Yeah, Fuck yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, dog. Fucking Little Caesars. We gotta hear that story when you worked at Little Caesars, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my fucking first, one of my first jobs I ever worked. I was like 15, bro. Like I couldn't wait to work. You know, my homie had got a job there first. He had turned, he had turned 16 first. That's when they let you work out there in Chicago. And he was, uh, he got a job at the register. So I was like, oh, I need to work at the register. You know, holler at the bitches when they walk into Little Caesars. Man, they hired me. They put my dumb ass all the way in the back. I was making dough and shit with the paisas in the back. But <laughs> fuck it, you know, I worked there for like, shit, I worked there for like eight months, bro. Just bullshitting every fucking day, bro. Bullshitting every day, stealing breadsticks and shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, bro. Breadstick bandit, homie. Bro, I swear we used, to, we used to fuck up pizzas on purpose just to eat them. You feel me? Like just to, just to have lunch and shit, man. Whoops! Yo. Too many pepperonis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me that. Give me that. Yeah, put that shit to the side. Yeah. Hey, homie, I said put that shit to the side. Yeah. You got them little nerdy fools. We gotta fucking. This has got to be uh, logged in or something. Nah, give me that shit. Give hey, me you know, that shit. Little Caesars seems like probably one of the coolest jobs to work out because every time I go there for my kids, bro, you know, 
know, the hotter reddies don't play with that shit, dog. Uh, they motherfuckers, they they all look Asian. They look like <laughs> they look like you, Asian Mexicans. You know I mean, I mean, because they high as fuck, dog. That's a job you can be high as fuck and be like, you know what? I'm an artist, and uh, this pizza right here is just gonna be different than the last one. This is gonna be my Picasso pizza. <laughs> you know they high shit working on. I used to work there. We used to forget to cut the pizzas, man. Motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers used to come back with a whole pie. Like, this shit ain't even cut, man. I'm like, man, shut your bitch ass up. How you gonna drive all the way back up here for me to cut your shit? Like, you should have a knife at home anyway, but I get it, though. We used to fuck up, man. <laughs> Players fuck up. Players fuck up, real shit, especially when they high, dog. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Shit. The, the biggest mistakes I make in my life is when I'm high, and I ain't talking about weed either, dog. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? for real. Me shit, I've brought, brought in human beings in this world over some substances, dog. You know what I mean? The, to this day, it's like, God damn it! You know what I mean? That 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 motherfucking regret still stinging, dog. Are you, do you have kids? Nah, man. Nah, nah, yeah. 27 years old, no kids. Yeah. 27 years old. Yeah. Oh, damn, dog. You in your prime, baby. Yeah. Damn, how long you been in comedy for, bro? This is my fifth year, bro. And all, then 2024 is going to be my sixth year. But in tw last year was my fifth year. Uh, I'm just going full fortune. You know, thank God I wasn't getting no pussy beforehand. So I didn't fuck up and have no kids, you know? I think that was a blessing from God. Now, yeah, now I get all the pussy I want. And, Damn, uh, dog. And no kids, you know? So. Does, it, does it really happen like that, bro? Like, all, bo all jokes aside, dog. Like, you were the you were jackhammer hands before you got famous, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I, I, mean, I saw, hey, dog. I've yeah. been with a female for nine years, bro, and I jack off more than I do in prison, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> Real shit, dog. We gotta spice something up, dog. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, uh, is it really true, dog? Once you get to to that, like. We'll talk about last year. I think last year was a was a great year for you. Mm -hmm. um, but when you catch that fame, I mean, are they? You know, is it like flies on? You know, shit. I mean, know? I mean, yeah. Like I, the thing is, bro. Like I wasn't used to that. Like I, I got lucky enough to tour with the homie Renee Vaca. He's from 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 the valley. Let's go, baby. Yeah. That motherfucker's badass. And, I'll be in his comments too. Like a, and his DM, like a fucking filthy ass female <laughs> dog. And he's a he's a he's a he's a he's always like. Got that demeanor, that player demeanor, you know. So he like going on the road with him, opening for him. I seen him just be able to, like after every meeting, greet just bag a bad bitch, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, you you got to still have game to do it, but it's a lot easier because in comedy we call it uh when you when even 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 if you're not famous, you know, when you perform and you do so well, you kill it. A lot of these girls, you know, they they get like in a, a buzz in their head like. I'm gonna fuck this guy because some females like to see a motherfucker in charge. So when you go up there, you talking shit to everybody. They almost get like um, they almost like fall in love with you, but you gotta close the deal within like the. I, we always call it like a two hour gap after you get done performing. Because after those two hours, if you still out hanging out having drinks with her, all that shit's gonna fade, and she's gonna realize. You're just another motherfucker, you feel me? Yeah, exactly. So you got to get it while it's hot. You Woo! Know? Game, but, baby, that, game. That's one of the things right that I learned. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a... I ain't going to say it's raining pussy, but uh, you know, for a while it was just like I've had girls for the first time away from me after meeting Greece. Like, what are you about to do? You know, and it was shit, fun and everything. I got, I got a girl in auto. She just moved in with me, so... Shit, damn, I shouldn't even be talking about all this shit. <laughs> R.I.P. to that life, yeah. though. I mean, <laughs> you know what? Let's be honest, bro. Like, we are doing bro and I don't care if you're 27 or if you're my age bro you know um, it, 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 bro like if there's a bad bitch you know what I mean and it's new like it's it's new land 
you know, um, and you stick your dick in it, you know what I mean? Like, there's potentially, if there's no cocaine involved, you're potentially gonna nut fast. Have you ever had one of these groupies, bro, and you just like, you, you impressed them on stage, but in bed, bro, you know what I mean? You feel like your performance wasn't very well, so do you feel like you may owe them a couple jokes afterwards, after the like, two minute nut? Hell no. <laughs> I got what I had to do. You you got you got paid first. I fronted you to laugh, so if anything, you're paying me now with the pussy. <laughs> there we go, baby. There we go. Hey, I hope I hope you're not on the Epstein list that's coming nah, out pretty soon. Nah. <laughs> Everything consensual. Nah, dragging bitches into my hotel room, pass out. Fuck out of here. He like, he like, he the new Bill Cosby. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. I'm 100% clouded with you, my boy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'm too bro. lazy for that shit. I ain't finna pick a bitch up as you pass them out. Hey. I barely carry my <laughs> no, 100%, bro, 100%. Hey, you, you know what's funny about, I, you know what, the social media world is just, it's a circus, right? But when I see those, seeing those posts today about uh, CNN or whatever the fuck these news outlets that are posting, the Epstein list is coming out soon, I get a little, I get a little kind of like giggly and excited about it to, to, in the sense of like this, bro, not happy about what that situation was about, but in the sense of it's like, fuck, who the fuck's going to be on that list, dog? Like motherfuckers, there's motherfuckers right now that are just like, dog, they fucking, they praying, homie. Yeah. That list is going to be wild, bro. Are you up on that Epstein shit, dog? I mean, I've been I've been keeping up with like can you know for me. I feel like it's been in the news for so fucking long. You almost become like desensitized to that shit. Like they dropped like the Bill Cosby name's been thrown around a long time, you know. And it's just kind of like even if they confirmed it, I feel like motherfuckers wouldn't even give a shit. It's like all right, well. We kind of almost knew that in a way, you feel me? Like, yeah. I feel like this shit moves so fast, like the internet, and you get everything so fucking fast. Like, I, I've been watching videos of like jets from Ukraine bombing Russia and the other way around, like watching people die online every day. I think I, every day I open my phone, I see somebody die on Instagram or on TikTok, and it's just like, man, I don't, I'm not, I feel like I'm numb to all that shit. And then eventually, then you get into your, your own shit, like your podcast or my comedy stuff. Like, you don't even get time to think about that shit, man. Like, I don't know, like, it's, it's um, you know, you're 100% right about being desensitized from it, dog. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's too much, bro. It's, it's too much, but it's it's not new. This has been happening, but now there is this thing called social media. You know, this giant, right? You know, where we just, we get everything, uh, we get everything like live, bro, in real time almost. You feel me, dog? And yeah. so it's, it's sometimes, it's, yeah, it's a brain overload. And I, yeah. and I can, I, I can, I can feel that 1000% of being desensitized on a lot of shit, dog. Yeah, you know, I feel like even just, uh, I mean, even when he killed him or whatever happened, you know, like he killed himself, he got killed, whatever happened in prison with Epstein, that alone, I feel like to a normal or, or to a society back in the day, like in 2001, 2000, before people was on their phone all day, it would have meant way more. Like that's the type of shit that flip over governments, you feel me? Like, and now to us, it was just like, yeah, whatever, yeah. you feel me? Like that shit, like obviously something definitely happened to that motherfucker. And the security camera footage, the cameras didn't work, the security yeah, guards were asleep. Like, all that, like get the fuck out of here. But but it's just like, we almost don't give a fuck no more. You feel me? Like you, you want to the next thing right away, bro. And, and it sucks to say, you know, but at the same time, it's also like young motherfuckers run the internet. Like I was, I was born in 1996. Like Bill Clinton wasn't even president when, like, when I was born, he was already done. Yeah. So to me, Bill Clinton don't even is not even nobody important to me. You feel me? Like, cause he was never a president while I was born. Yeah. So I didn't really mm -hmm. give a shit. So people bring that name up. I don't like maybe if it was like Barack Obama or some shit. 
I'll be like, damn, that motherfucker was the president at one point. But to me, it's just like whatever, you know. Yeah, bro. Donald Trump was our president, which I mean is kind of crazy because I used to watch him on WWE. You feel me? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, what the fuck is going on in the world? You feel me? Like at this point, I'm not even surprised. And then in comedy and show business in Hollywood, you come here, and I mean, I know my eyes look closed, but it opens your eyes to other shit. You realize how creepy this fucking town is, and and the show business really is. You feel me? Like it is, bro. It's dark. It's a dark, dark world. You know, behind the funny and the entertainment and the money. Some dark shit be happening, man. You know what? I, you know what I love. I'm. So, I am a. I'm a big time like just supporter and fan of comedy. Like myself, bro. Like, uh, I, I. My whole life, I have laughed and talked shit and just been been one of those dudes, dog. Like, you know, we in the backyard, boogie, homie. I'm, I'm with the dudes clowning. I'm on the prison yard. I'm one of the dudes clowning, dog. Like, we uh, laughter has always made my life fucking great. And you know, speaking of laughter, we we talking about dark humor, like you know. And, and and so there were the, the council culture dog. It seemed like it had some of the comedy world by the nuts. But recently, it seems like the comedy world is like, you know what? Fuck you, motherfuckers. We gonna do what we gonna do, dog. Well, I mean, what's your take on that in regards to the the the, the sensitive world, the cancellation of shit, and then the comedy, bro? How do you yeah. feel about that? Do you worry about that? Nah, hell, no. I don't ever worry about that bullshit. Like, I, I've always, my comedy, my brand that I've always pushed. I'm really inspired by people like Cat Williams, Pimp Chronicles. One, who Joe, Joey Diaz, you feel me? Like yeah. people who just always like kept it as it is, said what they had to say, and they, they didn't give a fuck who they offended. But now these people are also not trying to offend anybody. It's not like they do it on purpose. They just say what they want to say. What's funny, you feel me? And then people take that and run with it and act like they're offended. I don't really give a shit. Funny is funny, and people also don't. Re but now the thing that made me mad is that because of all this cancel culture that started popping up, now there's these comedians that's not even funny, just saying offensive shit, trying to get a reaction out of people. Yeah, I feel like we don't, we shouldn't be doing shit to get a reaction. Like that's fucking gay. Like just do something that's funny, get the laughs. Don't go for the clickbait or the oh people gonna be like ooh fuck all that. Like I want people to laugh. That's the main thing. Have it be so funny that even if you did say some fucked up shit, nobody even realize it because they so fucking busy laughing. And at the end, I'm like, damn. That was fucked up, but it's funny. <laughs> and you, 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 will, you will realize how, 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 how much you can get away with if it's funny. You feel me? Yeah. And then, uh, of course, like um, other than that, I mean, there, there's also there's also a difference between because people like to mix in cancel culture, me too, with the comedy shit. There was also comedians that was you know abusing power. And, and, and you know they had cult, cults of bitches, you know, tattooing like certain logos on them, minors, you know, like there, there's some shit that's crimes that's really not right. Whether you're a comedian, whether you're in the hood, wherever you're at, yeah. And then there's shit that oh, because he said something, people got offended, you know, offended. Like, that's two different things. You feel me? So I feel like we shouldn't ball everything up in one. Like if everybody should be treated, uh, their punishment should be according to what they did. If you Bill Cosby out here, you know, roofing bitches and fucking them for years, yeah, you probably should be locked up. You should get dealt with, you feel me? Yeah. But if you just, you know, you, you got canceled because you said faggot, you know, it ain't the same. It's not at the same fucking level, you and know? That, and that shit is wild, bro. Why roof you a bitch? Just introduce her to methamphetamine if you want to fuck, dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you ain't even got to fuck me. You can fuck yourself yeah. right there while I'm over here fucking myself, dog. You know what I mean? You know, we shit. We all tweaked out. Yeah, yeah. I'm a sick one, dog. Um, hey, Ken, can I tell you something real quick? So I was watching uh, the, the roast they did of you this <laughs> week. Bro, that shit was fuck. That shit was hilarious, bro. 
I was dying. We were all on fucking man. You know that that shit was a shit show, bro. Like I can't, I can't, I can't bring myself to watch that video because, <laughs> because just sitting there that day, we sold out the show like two hundred fifty people. Then some, we're in the back room. It's like ten comedians, so we're all back there doing bums, smoking, and then this girl, this girl, shout out my homegirl Blackie. She pulls up and she brings like a. A little bit over a zip of shrooms, bro. And shit. I was like, man, fuck it. Let's all get on shrooms. So we all just fucking chow down like an eighth of shrooms each. And then we go and do the roast. So now we're trying to do the roast. The lights are flashing. And then they got me sitting on stage the whole time. So now that shit is beaming in my face the whole time. I'm like crying and laughing. And and then people are like, the, some of the jokes are hitting. Some of the jokes yeah. aren't. Yeah. I mean, there's a point where this one dude went on stage. And, you know, the people that follow me. Because of the TikTok, because of the Instagram, they, people will follow who they relate to. You feel me? Yeah. So if, I'm, if I do comedy that's, that's talking about like street shit or, or, or something like that, the street motherfuckers are gonna follow me. I had a few cocaine jokes go viral, so I have hella cokeheads that follow me, you know? And sometimes the cokeheads are, are in the same category as the street motherfuckers. So we bring the hood out, basically, you feel me? Yeah. And I had uh, one of my boys that was, we literally, he was supposed to be one. He was one of the best roasters in Chicago, 2023. I think he won like roaster of the year, some shit, like some crazy shit, right? So we saved him to roast me at the end because he was supposed to be one of the best ones. He goes on stage and the first thing somebody yells at him like, oh, I know you from this one podcast. And then he's like, shut the fuck up. He thought it would be like funny to shut him up real quick, which usually does work with our people because then our people, you just find out, you see, you hear somebody say something, tell somebody shut the fuck up real quick. It's funny, you know? Yeah. Well, he told him shut the fuck up. And I think this motherfucker was like 15 other motherfuckers. So they were like, what? And then the guy tries to go into his first joke. You just see a fucking slice of limon fly across the fucking room. <laughs> across the room, bro, it smacks him in the face, bro. Like, it smacked him so hard in the face. And then, like, the dude didn't know what to do. Because at that point, you don't know who threw it. Did you laugh, though? I'm dying, bro. Because I'm off the shroom, so I see that bitch slow motion, like, change fucking shapes and everything before smacked him in the face like I think he was so fucked up like he didn't even know how to react that motherfucker started dancing cumbia on stage like it was it was ridiculous <laughs> it was bro. discombobulated bro like yeah cause at that point like I mean like you you gotta either crash out or eat that shit like at that point, either he had to get off stage and just start swinging at everybody. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, he should have been like, hey, dog, where's the shot with it? You know what I mean? Yeah, he should have rolled with that shit, yeah, dog. Yeah, but I just think it's like, we could all say what we would have done. Yeah, exactly. But you get hit with a lime in the face, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that my first thing would have been a joke. Bro. I would have definitely <laughs> thrown a microphone at somebody. Right, and he, he was, was just down, and he was just bombing, and nobody bro. was reacting. He was just bombing. And so, then you, you can't yeah. do no more. Like, nothing is funnier than getting hit in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> so, no matter what joke you do is just like nigga shut up you just got hit in the fucking face yeah 100 percent, bro that's Yo, that shit that shit is that's that's uh, fucking wild dog ace hey, we got some gifts for you bro we got some gifts right for you uh this is from one of our biggest sponsors bro killer kush bro fuck yeah yeah man. They appreciate y'all man they, they killer kush they wanted to bless you with that Ooh, right wow there. man yeah. appreciate y'all man thank some you goodies dog and one of our great legendary LA guest Stizzy oh, I mean uh, sponsor Stizzy Hell yeah. wanted to bless you with that bro Stizzy yeah a box of Stizzy right yes, there sir. baby we just got Stizzy back home in Chicago so okay so they're growing up there oh. Woo 
Hooked it up, man. Yes, yeah, sir. I think not even other. We're gonna appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all, yeah. man. Hell yeah. No, one thousand percent, dog. You know what I mean? And I got I got a shirt for you right here too as well, dog. Hoodstock shirt, three X, dog. Three X. If you need something uh, smaller, let me know, dog. You know what I mean? Sexy. Small. Size sexy. Motivation for me to lose weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got the car sends, yes, sir. Uh, appreciate you. you so much, dog. Hell hey, brother, yeah, can man. we get this off the table right here, please, dog? Get him out, out of his way, dog, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, bro. You are fucking. You know what? I was. I was. <laughs> one joke that got me, bro, is is you were talking. About, you were on stage and you were talking about uh, your homies from, I guess, Chicago. Now that you're living in L.A., you reside in L.A. now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and and they were saying, "Hey, homie, you told a joke about them. Hey, watch out, watch out with the gays out there, dog. You know what I mean? And and you know what? There's somebody, motherfucker. See, I sex play all day long, dog. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, the, the the gay jokes. I mean, it's locker room right here. This is Hoodstocks, dog. You know what I mean? When the homies bring their ladies through, I'm like, hey, I'm going to apologize you ahead of time because there's going to be some shit that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you ain't going to be able to unhear, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but anyways, uh, it, when you told that joke about, man, I just went, I thought I was selling coke, and after a couple shots of Patron, homie, I was on back of a dumpster sucking some dick. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that shit had me fall out. I actually clipped that on my YouTube oh, channel, yeah. dog, that joke, because it was so fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> You know, and 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 that's the type of that's the, when I hear individuals or comedians or just anybody in general that can clown like that. You know, secure with your motherfucking manhood, homie. Hey, we here to make you laugh. We here to talk shit, bro. That, that's you know what I mean. I I just really I appreciate your humor. Last year, blue. Uh, last year, my G. How 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 was how did last year change your life? Did it change your life? Hell yeah, man, one hundred percent. Well, with that joke, let me start off with this because that joke. Like, Especially bringing the people that like, like we talked about, you bring you got a certain type of demographic audience. I got you know, I feel like it's not very different from what you got. So when you go up there and they, and they like they see a motherfucker with a face tattoo or a big guy all around, yeah. you know, you dress, you know, the part or whatever, you got the pro club on, and then you go up there and do a joke about sucking dick, it's like it throws everybody like, whoa, what the fuck? But at the same time, it's again, it's about being funny, like about be like so comedy. Most of it is timing, and then the rest of it is element of surprise. You're supposed to take a turn that people don't see coming. <laughs> I feel like with a lot of the comedy now, no matter who you're watching, whether it's one of the greats or when people coming up. It's almost predictable. You shouldn't be able to know what's coming next. You feel me? And I didn't see that coming, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that caught me so off guard, bro. I fell out as soon yeah. as I heard that. And, and it's funny because the, and you said the joke actually perfect. Like, it's actually, yeah. I went to the Pride Parade to sell cocaine. And then I usually pause it. People, sometimes they clap. They're like, yeah, you know, get your money, whatever. And then <laughs> and then I go like, I ended up sucking dick. Then people are like, oh, you know. They flip out. I've been to certain cities, though. Like, when I was in Texas. Oh, yeah. I, like, Red small State. towns and shit. Yeah. And I was like, I'll, I'll be like, I, I, even Austin, which is supposed to be like one of the most progressive cities in the country, I was like, I ended up sucking dick, bro. I had people like get like, oh hell no, no gay shit. Like people, that, <laughs> motherfuckers won't let me finish the joke because they ain't trying to hear that. Like they ain't trying to be like, oh, I paid to hear this bullshit. So I have to like plow through that motherfucker until like people realize, oh okay, like it took a different turn or yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like it's a joke. You feel me? But but yeah, you know, like again, it goes it goes back to. To being able to um, be secure with your manhood, like I know what I am, I know who you know. What I'm saying? I got a girl waiting for me at home to get fucked. You feel me? Like just because yeah. I say I'm here is obviously a joke. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I think it's the I, it, I love doing that joke because I know it's gonna work all the time because people don't expect it. You know? Hell no. And and it's just uh, yeah. But as far as like my life last year, yeah, man, it literally from I was working a job 
broke as fuck in January of 2023, so exactly a year ago. I um, I booked my first uh, headlining or my first co-headlining gig in LA, the middle of January, it's probably like January 15, 16. Renee Vaca, um, me and him had met in Chicago when he had toured to Chicago uh, for his first time, and he told me he's like, you know what, bro, I'm gonna bring you to LA. We're gonna do a show together, and we're gonna break bread. And nobody had ever told me that because you don't got to break bread with me. Like me as a coming up comedian, you tell me, oh, I'll fly you out to L.A. I'll give you 300 bucks to perform in L.A. with me to a sold out crowd. You already look at it as a W. 100%. So for him to tell you, I'm going to take half of my money <laughs> in my hometown. Let's go. And give it to you. I'm, I'm like, bro, that's real as it gets. That's real big homie shit. What's the homie's name? Renee Vaca. Renee Vaca. You guys know who that yeah. fool is. Yeah, so so um, I was like, I was like, yeah. So, you know, we booked the flight, and uh, I came out here in January. I brought my boy who's sitting right here, Chins. He's my right-hand man. I brought my, uh, shout out my boy JV who's doing my clips at the time. And we came out, you know, we performed. We did four sold-out shows. Um, and then I remember at the end of the weekend just getting $4,000 in all 50s. And, like, I was already struggling with drugs really bad. I was, like, on the verge of losing my job. I, I had always, my whole life, I had lived paycheck to paycheck. So for me to get those $4,000, like, for, I mean, for him, it was probably nothing because he make that money regularly. Yeah. To me, it changed my life. Whew. Those four grand, I was able to pay my homies, like, for all the support. You know, this motherfucker used to drive me around. Uh, to open mics when I first started yeah. and just watch me bomb, you know, like do horrible. So it was just kind of like, damn, you know, I would always just tell them like, give me some time, bro. Like, it'll, it'll pay off, you know, it'll pay off. Just give me some time. So when we got, I remember being in the Valley, that's where Renee was living at the time in Reseda, just pulling up to his apartment complex and getting that water cash was just like, life-changing you know we broke bread from there and then we booked new york and boston with renee and i toured basically mostly all year with him opening up for him um of course we weren't breaking bread like that all the time but that was enough bread for me to yeah quit my job um and, and just start buying plane tickets and, and you know shit that i needed to get a jump start on this career shit because if it was up to me i would have never been able to i was always living in a hole like i'll get a front for an eight ball so when i would get money it would already be spent you feel me like i was living horrible bro so he gave me that money. He was able to give me a jump start and break free from some of the debt I had. And I was able to leave home and go get more money. You know, we did Boston, New York. And then from there, my stuff started to blow up as well. You know, I took it as a, I, I, you know, I watched Renee blow up on the internet. So I'm like, you know, it's possible. Let me start chopping some of my shit up. So we started chopping some of my clips up. My, my clips started going viral. Then in February, I was able to book Houston. Who Houston is one of Texas and Texas and California are some of my biggest followings, even though I'm from Chicago, the Midwest. So it's pretty cool, you know. So I got a following in the Midwest, the South, and out West. So um, I was able to go and headline for my first time in, in in Houston. We did two sold out shows there, and then from there I was doing his tour, my tour. Well, I wasn't really doing a tour, but I was just having shows like once a month that I was headlining shit. Yeah, I was able to kind of line my pockets up. Yeah, and then do his stuff. Where obviously I was every venue we were walking into. He's introducing me with respect. Hey, this is Ken. He's the future. He's one of the best comics. You guys don't know him yet, but he's gonna be big. So he always like he always kind of presented me like because other people would be like, oh, this is just my opener, whatever you know. Yeah. But he always uh, introduced me to the managers of the club with respect. Then they would watch me. He would always tell them, watch his set. You're gonna like it. And they would watch me. And then every time he left with a big check, but I left with a phone number and a date. To the time, to the time, go, baby. to the time I'll be able to come back and do my own day. So I, I feel like that's real big homie shit. Somebody who puts you in position to, to win, you know? That's like Michael Mike, Michael Jordan and motherfucker Scottie Pippen, baby. Type, yeah, type yeah. shit. Like we call each other Splash Bros all the time, you feel me? Let's go. And then from there, um, 
I was able. He 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 got signed to WME, which is one of the biggest agencies in Hollywood. And he kept telling him about me. Sometimes he would even take me to their meetings or like their lunches. He'd be like, "This is the guy. This is the guy." Or he'll be on the phone with his agent and he'll tell him about me. And they're like, "Okay, cool, cool." But they just kind of, you know, they don't give a shit. They brush it off. But I mean, just the fact that he brought my name up, and then eventually, um, some of my more you know followers kept going up. Videos kept blowing up. So then I had a meeting with WME, which was his agency, and that's who I was supposed to sign to, kind of because it was like the right thing to do, you know? Like, yeah. he did me that favor. The only thing is that that same week that they came and got me, I put up a picture on Instagram, like, uh, which is probably the best thing I could have done. I put a, a picture on Instagram of, of, of the building of WME in, in, uh, in Beverly Hills, and I think the rest of the agents that were already watching me saw it. So I had all the agencies meet me in the same week. So it was kind of like a bidding war almost, you know? And then I also had my management team, which is Arson House, who is uh, the same people that manage Fluffy, same people that manage Joe Coy, which is some of the biggest comedians in the world. Let's go, baby. So I, I took the meeting with Arson House. I signed with the management company, and then they they steered me to sign with literally uh, Gabriel Iglesias' agent. So like you have you have the power team. You have Fluffy's agent. And you have Fluffy's management. Damn, like, baby, damn. let's so, motherfucking go. So dog. I ended up. Uh, this is how we start yeah. 2024, yeah, baby. Yeah. And, and I told Renee, I was like, bro, I appreciate the opportunity, but I just think this is the right thing for me. And of course, you know, as a big, he respected. It. He's like, right, do what you feel is right for you. And yeah, and we, so we kind of had to split up just because my agency started booking dates and whatnot. But shit, every time we can work together, we work together. And, and, and shit, we get our money separately. And right now, um, you know, that's my my agent and my management. That's their their goal is to make me like Fluffy's uh, successor. You know, like the the guy who 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 takes the torch and kind of goes with it. And and I was able to get the torch passed to me in my hometown in October of 2023. Fluffy performed at the United Center where the Bulls play, where Michael Jordan got his crown, and he brought me out 20,000 people. And just me and him on stage, he told me he told the audience like. This kid is the future. Like I'm stamping it right here in his hometown. Wow. My parents were in the audience. My parents don't speak English, so he talked to them in Spanish from the stage. He's like, "Su hijo es increíble." Like, so just to, for him to co-sign me and my parents to get the co-sign too was like, "Damn!" Wow, like brother. it was worth it. All the times that you know, all the times that I let my parents down and my my brother and sister down, I was like, "Hey man, it's worth it." You feel me? The sacrifice was worth it. And we're going to get into you, the, the way you, you you were raised up with your parents and maybe some stories about how you let them down, but. But let, I want to talk about this, bro. I want to give a shout out to Fluffy, dog. You know what I mean? And I want to, and I'm saying this because in the past few months, I've been seeing that motherfucker putting a lot of people that I know in the game, bro, for openers, bro. You know, for openers, dog. And that motherfucker right there is a real G, and that's a true character of a motherfucker taking care of his people, dog. You know what I mean? And then I seen you, bro. I seen <laughs> I seen you along that ride. I didn't know I didn't know the ins and outs of the, the business that you were signed with his management now, you know. Yeah. But I seen you on a private jet with that dude. Yeah. Talk, tell, tell me a little bit about that experience, bro. So so Fluffy you're right. In this past couple shows that he's done out here in California and Arizona, he has brought up basically almost every young hot comic that's coming up like from concrete to jerry garcia myself renee everybody jerry garcia been here shout out to my boy jerry garcia <laughs> exactly so every he's 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 put them all up in either their hometown or somewhere near i, I was the first one though just stamped that i was the first motherfucker he put up in chicago but uh yeah like like for him it was kind of like um you know he don't gotta do that like, a lot of people in their lifetime won't we'll never get to perform in an arena. You feel me? Like a full arena at that. So for him just to do that and and be able to kind of share like the like here I built this the spotlight. Yeah, you check this out and yeah. it's kind of like it also gave me a different type of 
a respect because sometimes in the comedy game, like you look at everything as a competition because you're up there by yourself. You know, but but you also gotta respect other people. Like Renee's always got my respect and my loyalty, and for Fluffy to do that to me, like not even to me, but just to my parents, like tell them like your son's incre- like stamping me. You feel me? Like it was just like damn, like like you you didn't have to do that, but you did, and now like the the culture and the like, you'll get that love forever. Like that love is gonna like nobody will ever forget that day that they perform with Fluffy in an arena. You feel me? Like it's like a life goal. You know, like if you if you do, you, we we I just watched you at the Comedy Store with the Fools Gone Wild set. You know, I mean all the, all the homies right there, Concrete, uh, uh, Willie Barcena. I mean all uh, Barcena. They've all been on here, bro. You know, what I mean my boy George Perez, baby. Yeah, dog. You got backstage passes, homie. It's shit. Say less, George. I'm pulling up, baby. You know, um. But when you do an arena, bro, does that, it, I mean, does it, do you, is, uh, there's probably like a timing different thing in arenas opposed to a small club. I mean, what, what is the difference between a small club like the comedy store, legendary comedy store, by the way, and an arena? Do you, do you work different? Uh, 100%. Because I do like fast paced comedy. Like, I don't do like stories. Like, Fluffy does a lot of stories. So it might be quiet for five minutes and then you get the punch at the end or whatever. Yeah. I do like fast paced shit. Like, the, I mean, going back, I hate to go back to this, but the going back to the to the Pride Parade joke or whatever, it's like punch, punch, punch. So yeah. even if you don't laugh a specific part, you laughed all the way through the buildup, you know? And when you're doing an arena, you got to chill because people are laughing, you know? Like you got over 10,000 people laughing. It's going to take a little bit longer than, you know, two, three seconds for them to be quiet. But at the same time, you only get 10 minutes to perform. So now you're trying to get your best jokes to work in 10 minutes and you don't want to go over 10 minutes because if you do, you're probably never going to be able to work with them again. Because it's disrespectful. Exactly. George told me that the other day. Yeah. George told me about that. Yeah. He yeah. said it's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if they give you 10, you take your 10. You don't do yeah. 11 or 10.30 even. So it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Do, do your 10. So uh, I, I, the first time I, I performed at the arena, which is in Chicago, I had I was already nervous because we flew in together. So they were supposed to buy me a flight. And then they ended up texting me. Like, you know what? We're just going to put you on the jet with us. So I was like, fuck yeah. So I was already excited about the jet. Like, my whole day was like a dream, you know? Like, flew from a jet from Long Beach all the way to Chicago, get picked up by his tour bus in Chicago. They already have paparazzi waiting for him, just wow. taking hell up. Like, it's like a real celebrity lifestyle, you know? And then to perform in front of, like, I mean, the arena. I haven't seen my parents in a couple months. So seeing them and then have them see the arena fill up. Then I went up right before Fluffy. I didn't go up, like, first or anything. So when I went up, the, the arena was already full, basically. And it was just, like, a, a dream come true, you feel me? And uh, as far as, like, the timing, I was so excited the first time when I performed with him in Chicago that I even was not able to do like two of my closing jokes that I wanted to do I had to cut it early but I still did good enough there were the people you know it was amazing and then I was able to also get the honor to open for him in Ontario at the Toyota Arena okay and in that time I had already learned that I had to slow down and okay. let them laugh so I knew I had to sacrifice a few jokes that weren't miscellaneous you know and, and I picked the best ones I could and then I let the people laugh they laughed they were able to laugh I wasn't interrupting their laughter because when I first started I used to talk really fast too just because I would be nervous of silence yeah. and then and then eventually people were like dude you're funny but you gotta slow down because people are laughing and if you interrupt their laughter it's not gonna feel as good to them then, then if you let them laugh, you let them get everything out, then you hit them again, boom. Yeah. Now they're just tired. You literally get their stomach laugh, hurting from laughing. Yeah. Sometimes less is more. Instead of trying to cram too much in 10 minutes, yeah. just do your good five jokes and let them laugh all the way. And sure enough, that's what I did in Ontario. And I mean, shit, it was uh, it was amazing, bro. Like I was able to sell more tickets just with that show. You know, it was... 
Is, is there anything that that fluffy uh, like words of advice that he might have given you that, st- that stuck out to you out of any conversation you might have had with him? Yeah, man, um, definitely, um, definitely to help out the next person. You feel me? Like, 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 and, and I mean, I usually when people give you advice, you're just like, yeah, but you don't do that, you know. But he was literally doing that. He's literally helping me out, helping the rest of the comics, open for him, and. And, and you know, make some have opportunity to make money because you can come back to that city, maybe not do the arena, the smaller venue, but you might be able to sell it out for the amount of people that saw you in that big arena, you know. So for him to tell me like help out the people um, under you, it was always kind of it's a good reminder of like yeah you're right. And there is people that are still under me, like people from back home in Chicago that I was coming up with or that I'm friends with, but are still in Chicago just because their their stuff hasn't really popped popped yet. But I know they're funny, so I try to do everything to also bring them on the road with me and. Uh, you know, try to pay it forward more than anything, you know? A hundred percent, bro. And it's a, it's a doggy dog world, bro. You know what I mean? You know what? I, I think, uh, I, do you fuck with Joe Rogan at all? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know him, but yeah, I fuck with his stuff. And, and I, when, I, when I listen to Joe Rogan uh, talk about, like, you know, his, like, comedy circle and, and just the, the community of the com- comics, bro, it, it, it just seems like, it's, I think Joe Rogan really, really uh, uh, speaks big on helping out the next man, which he has. If you're a part of his circle anyhow, anyway, if you ever did a show with him and you kept it on good terms with him, you know, then I, I believe he would have given you the alley-oop, you know what I mean? But it, it just seems like uh, the comedy world is is really kind of like uh, united and helping each other out in a lot of different ways, bro. And that's yeah. fucking dope, bro. Yeah, especially right now for Latinos. Because, like, back then, the thing is that back then, like, you used to have to get picked by the network. So everybody was playing a game of pick me. Like, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. You know, that's why a lot of these OGs between, like, Lopez and Barsana and... Fluffy back in the day. Like, that's why a lot of these guys don't like each other because back then it was a game of... It turned them against each other. It turned them against each other. That yeah. is this is what it is. Now, I feel like we all have the power to... I mean, just look at it. I mean, again, going back to the concrete, Renee, myself, Ralph Barbosa, like, we're all kind of coming up. There's enough money for all of us to get. We don't have to go against each other. And we are not fighting over a Netflix credit or anything because we all got our own Instagrams, our own TikToks, and we've built the platform, so... I mean, there's no need to hate each other. You feel me? Have so, you ever met Ralph uh, Barbosa? That's my boy. Yeah, that's I your boy right there. He visited me in the hospital and shit. Like, tell yeah. him to come on Hoodstocks, dog. I, 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 I blasted that fool big time on 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 Instagram, and I had everybody trying to tap him in to come in because I've been fucking with Ralph Bar- Bar- Barbosa uh, on his come up, bro. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, and I think he's a funny ass dude, bro. You know what I mean? And I was really trying to gun to get him on here, and since I couldn't catch him in person, you know, we do this through the social media world, you know. And I tagged them, blah, 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 so get them on. And homie, that shit fucking had like fucking 500 comments. It, like it, it just went bananas, bro. But but he he didn't want to like he didn't want to come fuck with Hoodstocks for whatever reason. Well, he said that he it's funny because I know he watched it. He he looked, he seen the comments, all the shit, dog. And he he said, I'm only doing podcasts with comedians. You know, and I was just like, damn, dog, like we really fuck with you right here. And this is the inner city right here, dog. And you and you, you don't you don't understand, dog. Like this is this is beneficial for you, too, my yeah. G. Any but anyways, bro, you know, what I mean, you ever holler at him, tell him to come. I got holler, you. I got you. At your boy, <laughs> and, and definitely don't take it the wrong way, because Ralph is a very he's like a comic comic. Like he's what, what is a comic comic? Explain like, that like, to me. like um, all he cares about is writing jokes and performing. OK, like like he's not one of those people like. 
Like I don't know. Like I feel like me even I'm I'm not even like I want to get aspired to be like as con- like he, this motherfucker. Like if he's sitting here and he thinks of a joke, he's pulling out a napkin and he's writing it 100%. down. You know, he's just, like a rap artist. Yeah, like a, a real bar. comic. Yeah. So so for him to tell you like I'm only doing I know maybe come into it as not a comedian. It sounds like. Oh, you're a fucking asshole. Like, you stop being a bitch. You feel me? Like, why are you saying that? Well, he don't realize we funny right here, too. Yeah, we right, right, right. Right. Right, 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 right. And, 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 like, I mean, you're, but you're also, like, a one of one, you know? Because there's also a lot of podcasts that are trying to be you or something, and it just be, like, a waste of time. You feel me? And then I'm not saying that. That's why I'm here, because I fuck with y'all and I fuck with this. But to, to, from the outside looking in, like, especially he's in Texas. He's not out in L.A., so he doesn't yeah. realize the magnitude of certain platforms, you know? Exactly. And so he's just trying to do, like, the comedy. And he's also playing the safe. And I'm not, I'm not mad at him, bro. I'm not mad at him. I'm just, yeah. you know what, bro? I, I don't even call my supporters fans, but I'll say I'm a fan of his comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I am. A, I think he's fucking hilarious. But whatever. Today is about motherfucking Cam Flores. Hey, bro, I want to ask you this, dog. When you when you at a small club, dog, and you have action to go to go in and do crowd work. I mean, is, do you know that you're gonna do crowd work, dog? Or do you are 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 you going in with a set? When does one comic know? Said, hey, you know what? This crowd is mine tonight. I'm a fucking manhandle them. Dog. First of all, the alcohol, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> if, if I'm taking shots, you better. Do, not, do you need another shot? I'll do another shot, yeah. Yeah, because we might need some crowd work on Casey, bro. <laughs> and me, bro. Back on me, too, dog. Yeah, we did a roast bro, on me, yeah. dog. And oh, these yeah. fools were assholes, dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, as far as like, uh, for me, bro, the thing is that when I started coming up, I was so, in Chicago, there, I was like, there's only like maybe five Latino comics. Let's say there's 20. Why? Why is that? Why only five Latino comments in, in in Chicago, homie? It's like different, bro. Like 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 people like Latinos in uh I, I mean, it's kind of crazy to explain cuz like in the inner city, like if you're a Mexican, you're either going to be like working at a factory <laughs> or you you you're a trapper, game banging, and that's it. You feel me like yeah. they don't that's, comedy's not like an option for us, you know? Like it's even though it is, it's not. Like people not even you though know, we were born with this shit, yeah, like, clowning and talking shit, and you and you're if you're on the block or you're in the hood, that's the funniest motherfuckers be the motherfuckers in the hood. Like, because we, we all started in school, the lunch tables dogging yeah. each other. You feel me? So it's like, go. we do be the funniest motherfuckers, but you know sometimes people don't want to seem vulnerable on stage. People don't because it is hard. You feel me? Like nobody wants to go on stage and get laughed at, not laughed with. So then you go on stage and you realize you're not as funny as you thought. People are like, man, fuck that bullshit, you know. And it's easy to quit. Yeah. So it's just like people don't people don't want. People don't like to be embarrassed, you feel me? Yeah. So it's just like you got to go through embarrassment as a comedian to be able to get to the part where you just start killing shit, you feel me? So when I came in the game, I was like, um, you know what? I don't want nobody to laugh at me. I want them to laugh with me. So I'm going to write my jokes. I'm going to see what's funny. And then I'm going to say word for word every time on stage. I'm going to do word for word. And I used to do it. And it used to work. People would laugh. But then for me, it became like a, it became boring, you know, because I'm like, dude, every like. My, my friends could still literally recite to some of my jokes word for word. Yeah. So I'm like, you shouldn't be able to do that. You know, like, obviously I got to change something up. I got to write more. So, and then, but, but again, people are like, bro, when we're kicking in, we just talking shit. You be the funniest motherfucker. You the quickest one to come up with a response. So you need to figure out how to be yourself on stage. Yes. Like drop all that word for word. Um, like he's like, you're not right. You're not an actor. You're not reading the script. Be yourself. 
So then, event, and then it's hard because in Chicago you get put up in these clubs, or even here in LA and Hollywood, you're only getting ten minutes, you're only getting fifteen minutes. So if there's an agency in the crowd, or somebody maybe from Netflix you want to impress, and you get ten minutes, then you gotta do your ten minute jokes. You can't be out there fucking around with the crowd, you know. Yeah. But eventually you get more comfortable, and you realize like you know what? Instead of doing this shit word for word, I gotta be comfortable with myself. I gotta trust myself. Obviously, obviously, I I knew I was funny enough to try this shit. So then let me trust myself and. And, and break away from my set, you know? And then my homies were like, you got to do it. And my homies would come to my shows and they'd be like, it's the same shit every time. Like, switch it up, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. So eventually I started becoming more comfortable on stage. It did take a little bit of alcohol to break out of it, you yeah. know? And, and I was able to, I was running the Latino night at the Laugh Factory in Chicago right before I kind of, everything else blew up. So every one Friday a month at 11 p.m., I get to go on stage. And, and I used to just get fucked up because Friday at night. So now I'm just getting fucked up. I'm going up and I'm just talking shit. And this is when you're working. Yeah, you're and, still and, working. and it's building jokes, you know, because yeah. I might... The, 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 that whole Pride Parade joke, <laughs> it came about because the Laugh Factory in Chicago is in Boys Town, which is the gay neighborhood of Chicago. And then they go Boys Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, Casey so, needs to be so, there. So uh, the reason I even did that joke was because I knew we were in their neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. And then it ended up being so funny, I just changed a few things like... a. Instead of like dating it or putting a stamp on it, I just took what was funny and made it into a joke that I could tell at any time of the year, anywhere in the world. You feel me? Yeah. So then I, I became a writer in that way. I don't now I don't write word for word. Now I go on stage. If I think something's funny, I'm gonna try it on there. I'm gonna try it a few times at a few different shows. Usually by the fourth, fifth time, I kind of figure out, okay, this is funny, this is not funny. You work it and, out and, and it work it out and shit. But now. Yeah. Now, um, we, we do, we, we, yeah, when we're doing Food's Gone Wild and we're going to only get 15 minutes, I'm probably not going to um, do crowd work too much because I already know they're already doing crowd work. The crowd sometimes gets tired of crowd work. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to just do my joke. And especially at Food's Gone Wild, I don't think, like, I don't think those people knew who I was yet. So I was like, I'm going to oh, go out there. Oh, shit. I think, man, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, they know who you were, bro. Uh, well, we I'm, know who you are in L.A., though. My job was to make sure that at least they remember me after that. Man, and they, you, know? you know what, bro? That, that fool's, check it out. I don't get out to a lot of fucking comedy sh uh, uh, shows and, and arenas and stuff like that, dog, which I need to do, bro. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I do this podcast and I work, bro, I, I haven't had a 2023 like you have yet, bro. You know what I mean? Where I can be like, bam. See you later, motherfucking nine to five. You know what I mean? I mean you, we doing hoodstocks twenty four seven, but we gonna get to that. This probably gonna happen this Hell year. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. it's gonna happen this year, this dog. Don't play year, with that right shit, dog. Oh. It's gonna yeah, we working yeah, hard. And, and, and you talk about five years. They, they they say it takes five years to uh to to create a brand, bro. Well, uh, th this the, in a few months is gonna be the end of our five year. You know what I mean? So hey, we we put in the work and hopefully we we get some dues. It's we, coming. It's coming, baby. It's coming. You know what I mean? But but you know what, bro? That fool's gone wild, bro. Show, bro, was so fucking funny, dog. You know, and, and I'm so proud of, you know what I mean? I already knew you were going to kill it, dog. You know what I mean? I didn't know you were going to be there when you pulled up and came out on stage. And like I told you, after you said, I went to the back of the, you know, the green room to holla at you, dog. But but it was all a surprise, bro, because when I went back there, uh, you, you, ha you hadn't got there yet, dog. So I didn't know you were going to come on stage. But anyways... Um, that was probably one of the funniest comedy shows I have ever been to. I had the I had my boy Casey with me. Rick was supposed to be there, but he got jacked up by the Hudas on the way over there. They tossed up his whole fucking uh, his car, dog. It was ridiculous. Um, but but anyways, uh, I didn't I hadn't laughed so hard 
in a long time. And I'm talking about when we talk, it's not a ha ha, it's a gut laugh. Where this shit hurt, homie. We're you know falling I mean? off our chairs. Bro. <laughs> oh my God, dog. And then, and then, and then, so I had taken shrooms right there, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, because that's what I do, dog. We do, we shroom right here to help our mental health, dog. And, uh, and, and it hit me at the end of the show. And then I ended up at a, at a gay rave with, <laughs> with Casey, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we ended his, but you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Lucky dog. was in Boys No, Town. no, I really. <laughs> I realized that Casey, I realized on that night of the Fool's Gone Wild comedy show, dog, that Casey is a part of the Illuminati, dog. And I'll say this, bro. He's in a fucking, we're in a Tesla. I'm in his car, dog. You know what I mean? He's got some fucking, like, rave music going. Boom, boom, boom. And he's fucking just like, he's going like this and shit, dog. You know what I mean? And going like this. He's running red lights, dog. You know what I mean? You know, and I said, fuck, dog. We are, we are unstoppable. <laughs> dog, nobody can pull us over. This is the Illuminati right here, dog. You know what I mean? This fool's a part of the Illuminati, dog. And we ended up in a rave. It wasn't a gay rave. It was a, a rave in downtown LA, bro. You know what I mean? We're fucking pissing everywhere on the underpass. We're going in. We're getting fucked up, dog. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, hey, dog, it was fucking a wild fucking night. But anyways, uh, back to the, uh, the Fool's Gone Wild, dog. Shout out to you guys. You guys killed that shit. You killed that shit. Dog. Concrete. I watched Concrete. I mean, I, I fuck with Concrete since he was a fucking rapper, dog. He thought he was the game and shit, dog. You know what I mean? He tells jokes about a cholo, but he was acting like a cholo at one point in his motherfucking life, dog. You know what I mean? You know, but he met his motherfucking full potential with this funny fucking shit, dog. But I loved watching Concrete too, dog, because I seen Concrete real calm, chill, in the pocket, spitting his motherfucking jokes, making people laugh. And I said, damn. And you know what? I'll tell you this about Concrete, dog. I want to tell you this, but I, I'm very visual, bro. Peripherals everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, when you went on stage, concrete. Well, when the comics came on stage, concrete didn't come out of the green room because all the guys in the back. There's no TVs at the comedy store. There's no TVs in the back where you guys, where the people in the green room can watch who's on stage. You can't, dog. If you're in the green room, I mean that's cool. You're backstage, but you're missing the fucking show, dog. You're really missing the show. And when Ken Flores went on stage, I watched Concrete come around, come back, and watch you, dog. And 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 yeah, Concrete is studying the game, bro. He's studying the game, dog. And so when I seen Concrete come out, people would be like, oh shit, there's Concrete, oh shit. I see Concrete a different way, dog. I see Concrete come out, and he's, he's studying the game, bro. Yeah. And, and you got to love that, dog. And that's respect to you, too, dog, now, for what you're doing, dog. I, I fuck with Concrete the long way. Me and Concrete first met. I obviously have seen the skits and stuff like that uh, on the internet. When I first came out here in February, right around the time me and Renee started touring and shit, uh, he had to do San Diego. So he's like, oh, I need a host for San Diego. He's like, I'm going to get Concrete. And I usually, bro, I ain't going to lie, I usually don't fuck with the, the guys that come from the skits to the stand-up because they usually trash. They, they usually are. It took him a minute. It took Concrete yeah. a minute to raise up from the skits. Yeah. Because I, I watched him. I want to say this. But I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I want to say this, dog. I watched him before. And and I was like, ah, I don't know, dog. Maybe maybe the skits are hit just his shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and, and then I watched them fools gone wild, and I said, this motherfucker right here, dog. And I was fucking proud of the dude, nah, dog. Fuck yeah, dude. Go I, ahead, well, dog. That, well, that that night he hosted, and I remember his last joke before I come out. 
He literally undressed himself the whole way. So me as a comedian, as a hater, I guess you could say, I'm in the, I'm in the back like this motherfucker out here getting naked. Like, just go up there and do your fucking jokes and get the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Like, be funny and walk out. You ain't got to do all that extra shit. But you know, I was like, whatever. At the same time, I'm like, whatever. Do what you want. So then I went on stage. You know, rocked it. Then me and him hadn't seen each other for a while, but I kept obviously being a fan. We followed each other, and then, uh, and then I saw him again. Um, I don't. I wanted like the Mota Martes shows would be real. Um, and and uh, at the Ice House or whatever, and uh, and this motherfucker, uh, he 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 went up before me, and I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll go after Concrete. You know, I know he, I know his bits already, like whatever. Bro, this motherfucker destroyed. Like, <laughs> I'm watching him. Like, I gotta go after that shit. Like, the, the <laughs> he's very likable person. Yes, you know? he is. And he's very real, genuine in person. But then on stage, he's likable and he's funny now with the jokes, not doing no extra shit, not getting naked, just jokes, jokes, jokes. And that's what I respect. I'm like, bro, in the span of eight months, you did what it took me five years to do to get good. You're fucking good. And yes. then people will tell me like. And when I say concrete, like, who do one of your favorite comics coming up? I'm like, concrete. They're like, oh, but he just started. I'm like, it don't matter. Yeah. He's fucking funny. Like, because people used to do that to me in Chicago when I was two years in, a year in. They're like, oh, but he's new. But I'm like, yeah, but bet. Put me against you. Watch. Let's see who get the most laughs. Like, yeah. sometimes it's not about how long you're doing it. And obviously it is, right? Because nothing beats experience. But some people just get it faster than others. You feel me? Yeah. And he's one of those guys that got it. So for him to, and then now, luckily his business side of things snapped. Now he's headlining shows. He's touring. He's selling tickets. I know he's making good money. And, 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 for <laughs> yeah. him, and then he deserves it because he got good. You know what I'm saying? He got good. Yeah. He got Shout good. Shout out Concrete, And man. that's all. You know what, dog? On the Fool's Gone Wild, bro, I, I, I went in the back. When Concrete got off stage, I went in the back and I said, my boy. You know what I mean? Like, God damn it, dog. The evolution of a comedian, dog, it, you know I mean? You should be in the definition of it, dog, because you really raised up from doing these skits. Skits, yeah. It's, it's, you were hilarious with that shit. And I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sure about him with the com comedy shit, dog, you know what I mean? Until The Fool's Gone Wild, where he really broke through and did his thing. Hey, check it out. I, uh, I want to take a break right now, and we're going to get into Ken Flores' story these, about uh, how he came up. Second yes. ads right here. <clears throat> I'm going to do these ads, Rick. Hold on. All right, everybody. Hey, happy new year to you all. All right. Big shout out to Apish OG who cop all their amazing flavors of Apish OG at OG Nation in the city of Maywood. All right. Let me get in frame here. So go get your flowers and edibles. OG Nation is a one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. All right. Follow them on Instagram at Apish underscore OG. <clears throat> All right, check this out. If you're looking or need any jewelry or cash loans, our personal jeweler, D. Leo the Jeweler, has multiple companies who approve financing for his jewelry. Let's say you want jewelry and you want to pay monthly. Well, they use one of their finance companies, send him, and they send him the payment, and you get your jewelry. It's that easy. Also, if you're low on cash and need some money, they're offering up to 5K loans with no credit check. You got three months to pay it back with 0% interest, all right? There's no loan in the world that does that. So for any questions, please feel free to reach out to him on Instagram. That's at d.leodejeweler, all right? d.leodejeweler, okay? So let me uh, oh, let me get this right here. Let me, let, me, let me show this right here. Look, This is what it is right here, guys, right? Prepare for blast off and embark on an interdimensional journey of self-discovery and exploration like never before. 
Introducing the exclusive Rick and Morty interdimensional gummies. Your passport to inner realms of consciousness, okay? Unlock your mind's eye that allow your senses to finally come alive without the strings that strain our perception of the world. With Rick and Morty gummies, you can experience all of that and more. So make sure you give these dudes a follow on IG. That's at Rick and Morty gummies official. And tap in with them on the Telegram for more info. The link is in their bio, all right? Hoodstock is all brought to you. Is also brought to you by Dying to See Me. Dying to See Me is a podcast that we love and support. So please go on YouTube and hit that like and subscribe button. Businesses, if you need stickers to promote your brand, well, here's our sticker plug. Graphics Joe is our guy. Nothing but quality construction and it's hard hat certified, right? Contact Graphic Joe at graphicjoe1376 at gmail.com. You could also follow him and hit him up on Instagram at graphicjoe with an underscore at the end, okay? Hood Socks is also sponsored by Lux Tattoos, right? Best black and gray work in the city. Place your appointment on Instagram, and it's at lux underscore tattoos. That is at lux underscore tattoos tattoos all right guys we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back all right with the rest of ken the devil's me i can't eat i'm up all night i can't sleep oxycontins i can't wait try and move my body free have them running around the streets with a face mask i know what i want to eat to make mad even worse i'm a flirt with dead dance reach deeper and further in hell's mansion yeah you talking what you ain't living you walk past scum city cheat dead not average eyes bloodshot red no sleep pass do we really need to make an example out in my bed, fuck suck, cunt monster Russian roulette, got two in a revolver On my John Wick ship, bipolar proctors I'm sick with exposable doctors Devil is me, cause I face my thing We can do five, I go twelve in a ring KO, kill on sight, the Grim Reaper Asshole don't come at me for my beef Lethal street sweeper, keep creeping I'm beefing with any motherfucker for no reason This mean and my demons are ready for war with no breathing I won't stop till they get popped and stop speaking is eyes mouth covered, I stay true, don't wanna see nothing here, nothing speak about you. I'm rude, heartless, the devil, it's true. The devil's me, I can't think. I'm up all night, I can't sleep. Oxy cocktails, I can't break. Try to move my body free. Devil is me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Oxy cocktails, I can't break. Devil is me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. This is my creation. Glass my hand, I put the blood on the pavement. I'm ancient. Past life, old town, burn me to a cadence. Swing it dead, I'm the hangman. Open up the Bible, said this false walls fall to the nations. LA County Jail, spoke a book of revelation. Looking in the mirror, I see the back of my head. Throw the devil let me face this pretty one. How you gonna hate this? Kneeling to the altar, Christ hangs from my neck. Look at all the sweat, dripping off my skin. Stepping off the body, you the shell of my sins. Seductive sensation, she dances in wind. She calls me king, I said, who am I again? Be the beginning or the end. Human life, you, you don't have to repent. The gate to all keepers, the serpent of evil, the virgin, the bleeders, hearts to all needles, the organs, the fetuses, leeches that suck all your blood. Seduction is incubus, your fire, he's water, the temper is harder, your sama bin Laden, our mama, you drama. Spiritual views, I'm feeling these shoes. I have no feeling, I loosen the noose. I rise to my feet, full of carnage I reap. Don't have to dig deep, I'm the butcher, you me. There's blood on my horn, you hate how it feels, cause of me, you born. Meeting the John, the devil's me, I can't be. I'm up all night, I can't sleep Oxycontin, 
Baby, yeah, baby. Yo, check, yeah. check. Hit that like, yo. Hit that like. Hey, you know, hit we, that yeah. like, bro. Likes, likes up, guys. Yeah, you know I mean, twenty twenty four. We need likes up, dog. Don't play with this shit. Don't play with it. Yeah, don't play with it. So, uh, Ken, Maji, you you said that uh uh uh, uh Ralph Barbosa had uh, went to a hospital. What were you doing in the hospital, bro? Shit, bro. Um, man, this was in New York. It was we were in Manhattan. Um. I was um I was going hard. I always been a drinker. I always been fucking with cocaine. Like I always I always did way too much than I should have. And I've been a big guy my whole life. So I always like was overdoing it, you feel me? But back home I was broke, so I could only take it to a certain level before I had to stop. You know, you ain't got no more money, ain't no money fronting you. So you just fuck, you know. But as I started making money on the road, you, you and then once you start getting a little popularity, then you gotta pay for shit. Everything is free. You feel me? Yeah. So then um, we, we I had some shows in Phoenix for my birthday. It was right around the middle of June, and I had three shows, three different nights. It was a uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And each of those nights, the manager got me a fifth of Casamigos Reposado and an eighth of uh, some some loud pack. Right. So every day I walk in there and I finish the whole fifth by myself. I was with my guy right here, but he wasn't drinking at the time. Yeah. So I'm killing the whole fifth before I'm going on stage. Even I'm already done with the with the whole thing of Casamigos and shit. So I was going hard, and then on top of that, I'll pregame during the day. I'll slam twisted teas, you know. So I just drank a <laughs> shitload that whole week. And by the end of the show, bro, I was real like fatigued. I couldn't like I had shortness of breath. And I've been a big guy, so I've always had shortness of breath. But I'm talking about like I'm talking about like from walking from like I, I was in the hotel rooms at, at some uh, you know certain cities. I'll be in my hotel room and I'll be too lazy to take the elevator to the lobby. Like I'll be like hell no, nah, that's like five steps to the elevator, and then I got to get that. I was like I'll just stay in my room all day, and I knew that something was wrong. I was like, this is not normal. Even me as a big guy, like something's wrong with me. But I kept ignoring it. Then from Phoenix, when we left from Phoenix, we came back to LA for like two days. I was in the flight, and I'm realizing my legs are starting to feel funny. Like I have, I had Crocs on and shit, and my feet wouldn't fit in the Crocs no more, bro. Oh, like shit. they were too fucking big, and I realized I was like, I think something's wrong with them. And they were all in childhoods and shit, all swollen. I was like, fuck, you know. And I started looking up like, why would your feet get swollen? Why are you shortness of breath? My voice had gone away for like two different times in the past year, and it was all kind of just leading to like. You know, you Google shit, it go takes you to the worst fucking cancer. The wor yeah, so it's just AIDS. like BNS, dog. Did he did he heart? You know BNS? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it was like your heart is fucked up, all this shit. And I knew it because like, you know, I knew I fucked around a lot. So I was like, fuck, well, I'ma just as a man, I'ma just eat that shit and wait for wait for it to go away. So then I had a flight that same week. After Phoenix, I had a flight from L.A. to Philadelphia. So it's across the country. So now I get in the plane, and I'm sitting there, and I guess since I wasn't moving, my legs started to, like, get even more swollen. Got blood clots and shit. 
And I didn't know at the time because I hadn't been to the doctor. I had never taken, like, high blood pressure medicine. Like, I never taken care of myself. <clears throat> so I'm not knowing, right? So I get to Philadelphia, and when I'm in Philly, I get a fucking Uber from the airport to the, to the hotel. And I'm getting out the Uber, and I'm just, like, even walking from the fucking door of the hotel to the fucking front desk, I was like, something's wrong. Like, I'm sweating and shit, but I'm still, like, fuck it. Then I go to my hotel room that night. I sleep. I couldn't even sleep laying down, bro. Like, every time I would lay down, I feel like I just started coughing crazy, bro. I was like, well, something's wrong with me, you know? I was scared, but I was still like, you know what? I'm going to just drink more to, to fucking forget about it. And I was just getting more fucked up. Then we did a show in Philly the next day. I was I couldn't barely even perform, bro. Like, I was just so out of breath, so tired, you know, and so out of it. Like, I didn't even put my full into the show. And then the next day, I did New Jersey. So we drove two hours to New Jersey, and I remember the whole car ride. I was just feeling like shit. We did the show. We rocked it. After And then at this time, since I couldn't really breathe well, I bought an over-the-counter inhaler. Yeah. <clears throat> but I didn't know that, uh, you know, I, anyway, I just, so I'm hitting the inhaler, and I'm coughing up crazy uh, 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 phlegms and shit, you know, but I'm just hitting the inhaler thinking it's helping me. Then we get to New York City. So this is three cities in three days. When we get to New York, we got five shows in New York. We knock out four. Uh, we knock out three of the shows. At the fourth show, so it's two days. Uh, two days we split up five shows. So at the, the second day at the fourth show, I'm on stage and I'm doing my jokes, but I'm on autopilot. I'm not even giving a shit about the audience. I'm just kind of talking, and then I'm running out of breath. Yeah. So I'm just like stopping and I'm looking at the audience, and they're kind of laughing, but at the same time they can see that you're struggling. Motherfucker's about to fall over or something. Yeah. So I tell them, I'm like, you know what? I gotta cut the show short. I think I'm gonna go to the hospital. I, and I pulled out my inhaler on stage. I was like, I, I'm having a hard time breathing. I even got this shit with me. So they were like, they're all like, cool. You get the fuck out of here. Go get help. Go help yourself. So I got I got off stage. And at this point, like I'm drinking Gatorade. I'm drinking whatever I think is gonna help me. You know. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck. I can't. I just can't breathe. I can't. And it's like when you gotta take a shit. Like the the, the fucking the closer you get to the bathroom, the more you gotta shit. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna I'm go to the hospital in LAX. I'm, we got an 8 a.m. flight. I'm gonna get on the plane and I'm gonna land and I'm gonna go straight to the hospital. I'm not even going home. And then like as I'm like standing there watching Renee perform, I'm just like, nah, I'm not gonna make. I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna make it to LAX. So I got an Uber um, from from the venue to the hospital right there in Manhattan. I walk in and you know what I mean it's the ER on a fucking Saturday night, busting. You know, motherfuckers yeah. in there with stab wounds and shit. I walk in and um, I tell them what's going on, but they see it in my face like, oh, this guy like he can't even stand up straight. He's leaning on shit like I'm bad, bro. So they take me into the office to check like my blood pressure. Soon as they put that shit around my fucking thing, the lady just damn near went pale. She called the whole team. I had never seen some shit like this happen. Like, like in the movies where the whole fucking hospital team walks in. They put me on the stretcher. They're literally running me down the hallway and shit. They put a fucking uh, that, that respirator. oxygen thing, your respirator on me. They got um, they take off my shirt. They're trying to see what's like what's going on. So they got an ultrasound, and I'm still me. I'm still like bullshit, you know. So I remember the doctor being like. Oh, we don't have any more lube, and I'm like, spit on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got nurses on each side trying to find oh, my veins because I'm so fat. They can't find my fucking veins and shit. Now they're laughing. I got needles in my fucking hand and shit. This motherfucker laughing and shit. But I'm like, fuck it, you know, like I'm a. 
I'm a comic. I'm a joke till I die. You feel me? Even if I die right here, I went out with a bang. You know? Yes, sir. And uh, eventually, they bring in some X-ray shit to take X-ray pictures of my back and my chest. And then they had this one. They couldn't find my vein, so they're doing ultrasounds just to find my vein, bro. Finally, um, they had this one swole ass motherfucker come in there and got a big ass dumb ass needle, bro. Just stabs me in the fucking hand with it, and he's like, "I got it," and he walks away. Didn't have it. This motherfucker missed my vein too. So now my hand looking like my leg, just fat as fuck, bro. I, I, so I pulled the shit out because I couldn't take it anymore. Blood everywhere, bro. Blood everywhere. They finally bring like specialists, bro. They had like three doctors, not nurses, you know, the actual doctors found my shit. They were able to get it. And um, then they were like, we're going to wait and see what's going on. So he left me there. And then finally the guy comes back. He's like, all right, so the reason you can't breathe is because you got fluid in your lungs. Wow. The, the reason you got fluid in your lungs is because you've had high blood pressure for a long time and um, your, your, your heart, you just never took care of it. So now you're drinking a lot and then the your, your body is not getting rid of the liquids as fast as you're putting it in. Same thing as you're eating in excess. So now your body can't digest the food. Now you got all kinds of shit in your body on top of that drugs and you know all that other shit. So they're like, your body's just not functioning well, but they're like, you're, I'm 27 years old, you know? So they're like, you're young. So you could fix this. You could still backtrack. You, we can take care of you, but you gotta like, you gotta help yourself, or else you're gonna fucking die. And they told me straight up. So I'm like, all right, you know, at that point, I'm just like, whatever, help me right now. I can't. I don't want to feel like this no more. So I was there for like a, about a week and a half. Finally, they could. Wow. I, I couldn't eat or drink anything. I was peeing in the fucking like container. And my OGs were in Chicago. I didn't want to tell them. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to tell my mom I'm in the hospital. She's going to be worried, you know, because I've been on tour ever since. So she just tells me like, hey, man, you know what you're doing? Just be careful. Be careful. Be careful. That's all they could tell you, you know. And then I'm like, yeah. So I was just stuck in the hospital, man, in New York, too. So nobody knows I'm there besides a few close friends that I told, you know. And then um, uh, my guy, Renee, eventually had to fly back to L.A. because obviously they got business and shit to take care of. I'm like, bro, I'll be OK. My guy, Orlando, stayed with me the whole week out there in New York. Then Ralph visited me, Ralph Barbosa. Shut up, Ralph. Yeah, he came and I was just like, he real for that, you know? Like at that time, yeah, he about to shoot his Netflix special. He yeah. had to come see me, you feel me? Yeah, no. So he came, he chopped it up with me, and he told me, he's like, bro, I was already feeling good. I was there for a week. So I got all the liquids out of my body. I'm on high blood pressure medicine. I'm on blood thinners. Like, I'm feeling really good. So he's like, look, bro, I'm about to go um, tonight. I got a surprise show, me and Dave Chappelle. And, 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 and I, you can hang out with us, come with us if you get out of here on time. So I'm like, oh yeah, bro, I'm gonna let you know if I get out of here on time. But in my head, I'm like, I'm, a I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gonna wrap all this shit up, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm about to meet Dave Chappelle, like it's over with. And sure enough, they make they gave me paperwork, they were like to sign against, leaving against medical advice, all that. Yeah. They gave me my prescriptions to go get um, medicine, bro. And at that time, bro, like, I'm, I'm barely starting a tour. I'm barely, st like, yeah, I got my $4,000 in January, but I'm still putting everything that I'm making back into the into the tour. And, like, I'm buying plane tickets. I'm getting hotels. So, anyway, I'm, it's not like I'm sitting on a pile of cash. So, I'm just, like, I didn't, I, I don't even think I could afford the medicines that they had. And I didn't have insurance. Yeah. So, I couldn't afford the medicines they, they wanted me to get. I just took what they, they gave me, like, enough for, like, another few days. And I took that. Never picked up my medicine. Went to the show that night. Have fun. The next day, I had a flight to Chicago because I had two sold-out shows in Chicago. And I needed that money. Like, I was counting on that money. Yeah. So, I was like, I have to go. So, um, when I got to Chicago, I did the shows. But since I'm feeling good now, 
I'm ripping, I'm going twice as hard. So if I was killing a fifth of fucking tequila in Phoenix when I felt like shit, now I'm killing a gallon in Chicago because I feel good. Damn. I'm celebrating that I feel back healthy. I'm feeling unstoppable, you feel me? Yeah. And then um, from Chicago, I, I had, we had Miami. I never been to Miami. So I'm like, you know, I'm Scarface fan, cocaine cow, like Miami, you know, it's like Miami. Like I'm infatuated by like, well, my, you know, I used to play Vice City on Grand Theft Auto. Like, Let's go, baby. I can't oh, wait yeah. to go. So when I get there, of course, the same thing, we get the special treatment. We got some fans that are, you know, connected for whatever reason. So they take us to like Tootsie's, the strip club that Drake be talking about. Like, we're like just faint, like they give us the rapper treatment. Yeah. Like we're going in through the fucking secret door through a Costco, bro. Damn. So we going through the Costco like storage and then through the back door of the Costco, you get into the strip club. That's how like Damn. celebrities get into that month. So they treat us like really good, bro. And then from there, they even, they came up to us and they gave us like a bag of like with $2,000 in it each, me and Renee. They just give us a fat ass wad of cash, bro. They're like, don't take anything home. That's like the rule. But you can throw as much as you want, you know? Fuck. So I'm like, man, it doesn't even matter because I'm mine. So I'm throwing it. Like, I'm yeah. having time of my life, bro. Went twice as hard. Get back to LA. I was probably only healthy for like about a week. Then when I'm in LA, I'm resting. And my uncle, my uncle who's uh, who I was renting a room from at the time when I first moved out to LA, um, he's also, you know, he's a big drinker. He's into other shit too. So now I'm re instead of being home resting, he's like, oh, well, you're finally back, man. Like, get fucked up with me. So now I'm drinking with him, so there's no off nights, you feel me? Eventually I had caught like a little, I, I, I copped a little eight ball and shit, and I'm just geeking it all week and shit. Eventually I'm, I'm out of breath again. My legs are twice as swollen. I'm spitting up blood. Like, it's getting way worse than what it was the first time. Now every time I breathe, it feels like somebody's splitting my back open with their hands. Like, it hurts, bro, it's bad. Wow. And I was just like, nah, I'm not going to the hospital. It's gonna go away, it's gonna go away, it's gonna go away. It's just not going away, bro. At that point, I wasn't even eating or drinking anything, just Coke. It's just enough to give me enough energy to be able to walk from the living room to the bedroom. Like, it was bad, bro, and then, um. Eventually, I was every time I breathed, it just hurt so much that I was like, "Fuck this shit." I took a bump and I got an Uber to the hospital, and I, I, they were having a kickback in the front. My, my uncle lives in San Fernando Valley, in the city of San Fernando Valley. The whole, all the whole hood was outside in the front, just kicking it, and I just snuck away and Ubered, and they, nobody said nothing because they thought I was gonna go like a female, so I just left. And now I'm in the hospital. They, they hit me up like at three. And so when I get to the hospital, they make me wait like an hour and a half. Finally, they put me in the room, and the doctor that I got, he um. I explained to him everything. You know what? I went to the hospital in New York. They told me this, this, and this. I, I still drank this. I didn't pick up my medicine, and I'm still doing this, this, and that. And, he's, and then all, he heard everything, and he told me, he's like, you're 27 years old. Yes, you're young enough to reverse this, but I've had, I have patients that are 80 years old, and your heart is working at a fraction of what theirs is working at. Wow. So they're like, so you really could pick. And I was like, no, no, I'm getting my life together. And he didn't give a shit. He's a doctor. He's like, I don't care. I'm doing my job. He's like, but if you don't fix your shit, you're going to die. And then he's like, and I was, he's like, and you're on cocaine right now. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not, you know? <laughs> and he's like, it, he's like, not only is it in your blood work, but I can see the rock in your nose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was oh, like, shit. fuck. So I was just embarrassing, you know? But I was like, fuck it. So then from that moment, they didn't let me leave. They put the IVs in me, all that. It's all the process all over again. And at this point, um, now I kind of, I'm starting to realize how serious it could be. I'm like, damn, they're like, you, you realize that with this blood clot shit, like, you could move the wrong way and die. <laughs> like, it's some crazy, like, they didn't want me to go to the bathroom. They put a little toilet chair next to me because they didn't want me to make the least movement as possible. 
So I'm like, damn, damn, these motherfuckers really are worried, you know? And at this point, like, I just don't process through my head how serious it is, you know? And, uh, but then I kind of start to get it, and I start to get in my feelings a little bit, like, fuck. Because then my aunt finds out I'm in the hospital, so she comes and she just walks in, and I'm just like, fuck, like, I'm embarrassed, you know? My mom doesn't know I'm in the hospital. She didn't even know I went the first time, you feel me? Yeah. So I'm just like, don't call my OG. Like, I don't want her to get worried or whatever. She's like, I'm not going to tell her, but you got to tell her when you get out. I'm like, all right. My, man, I had an uncle who visited me in, in the hospital. This <laughs> motherfucker brought me diced, diced uh, watermelon, and inside the topper there was a little sack too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. I was like, right clutch, there. clutch, clutch, but, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, damn, bro, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, real shit. But uh, from there, and it was embarrassing too, because now at this point, like, it, it, my stuff is really starting to blow up, starting to grow. I had just signed my management agency deal. Yeah. So, like, this is all going on, right? And I'm stuck in the fucking hospital. And then we had a, I had a nurse that came in there, and I'm wearing the fucking gown, you know? Like, it's half open through the back and shit. Just, and, and I'm a big guy, so they don't got my size. So I'm already got one that's more open than it should be, whatever. Got the, ba got the baboon booty hanging Bro, out. Bro, for real. And, then, <laughs> and, and they're not trying to give me no water. They gave me an ice cube. They're like, if you're thirsty, eat this ice cube. But you cannot have no more liquids in your body until we get rid of the shit that's in there now. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, bet, whatever. But at this point, like, you don't know how fucking good water is until nobody's letting you drink it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, right. now I'm just like, I need water. Like, well, I don't give a fuck if I go to the bathroom and drink it out the toilet. Like, I need water. So then um, I was asking to go to the bathroom, and I was drinking it from the sink like this with my hands and shit. When one of those, um, I, I needed help to get up because I didn't even have the strength to get up wow. off the bed, you know? Yeah. And I'm connected to all kinds of shit. So I called the nurse, and the nurse comes in, nice, fine-ass, fine-ass girl, bro. And she looks at me, and she's like, I know who you are. She's like, we watch your videos in the office all the time. Like, I'm a fan. She's like, you need to hook me up with tickets, woo-woo. I'm yeah, I got you, I got you for sure, for sure. <laughs> Keep me alive, yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, can I, can I go to the bathroom, please? She starts to help me out, you know, and I don't know if you know, but like, when you're on blood thinners and you're on all kinds of medication, your body's not reacting the same as if it wasn't. So every force that I'm making that I shouldn't be making, like I'm letting farts out. I'm letting, <laughs> so she picks me up, bro. When I get on my, when I make that final push to get on my feet, I just heard my cheeks clap like pow real quick. Like when you let a quick fart out and it's just like you just hear the clap. And I was like, what the fuck was that? She looks at me, we both look down, it's just a perfect pile of shit on the floor, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like it looked like the emoji, bro. Like, it was perfect, <laughs> emoji, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and, she, and she, she's just like, she was telling me, like, can you hook me up with tickets? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And after we looked at the shit, I just ain't had shit else to say. I was like, I'm gonna give up with the tickets. Like, don't say shit about Shut this. Shut your ass up. Yeah, don't say shit about this. And you even more, for sure, uh. even more embarrassing, she was like, "Don't worry about it. I'll come back right now and I'll clean you up." And I was like, "Bitch, don't say that out loud. Like, it just sucks, you know. Like, it sucks that I'm in this predicament. But at the same time, I'm like, vulnerable. I did this. You feel me? Like, I put myself in this situation. So I'm kind of also trying to take responsibility. You know, I've never been one to blame other people for the situations I'm in. I'm always, I, I take responsibility for everything I do, consequences, whether it's. Criminal, you know, bullshit or cheat, any anything, you feel me? So um, it was just embarrassing, but uh, yeah, man, she came, she wiped my ass. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was embarrassing, but but it, it was something I had to go through to realize like this shit's not a game, you know? Because right, I think more than the more than somebody telling you you're gonna die, because I was already on a race to die, like I was already doing drugs like crazy. The only reason I want to change my life now is because my life has changed. So now it's like, oh, there is something for me in this world, like hope, hope, you know, like I could, I could really make it. I could really. Put my people in position just how they put me in position. Like, I, I could I could win, you know. Like, I, I could actually be one of the ones to win this shit. And so now it's like I'm trying to change my life, but at the same time, it's like 
I'm so far into the shit, the shitty side of it. It's a lot of work to try to backtrack it and fix it, you know, but I'm doing it, you know. But from there, I just, I bought the medicine that I needed to. I haven't been back to the hospital, but in the past, I ain't gonna lie, the past two months, like, I was going hard, man. So I don't feel the best right now, but but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fix it. And I hope this year I'm trying to, uh, you know what I'm saying, slow down a little bit in the, I, I, like I said, my girl just moved in with me. I feel like she's gonna be a big help for me uh, and getting my shit together and, uh, Shit, you know, just having balance. Because sometimes you're out here by yourself. Even if you are by yourself and you're selling out shows and you're doing this, sometimes you even get more lonelier than when you broke. Because at least when you broke, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You're with the homies kicking it. But now you you got a little bit of, not fame, but like, you know, popularity or whatever. Now you feel like you can't go certain places, so you just stuck at home. And then you're by yourself, so now you're just buying yourself an eight ball and geeking it all night, just tweaked out in the fucking apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like... If you let this shit, if you let this shit get to your head, you could really fuck it up quick. So I'm, I'm trying to balance it out and uh, and, and with shit, you know, I'm trying to get my life together. My G, dog. You know what, dog? Please, brother. And 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 man, I almost feel bad about something right now. <laughs> Fuck you, lucky. Shit, uh, you lucky. Uh, thank you for telling me the story after the <laughs> the break we just took. We took a real gangster break right now, um, brother. You you know what they say, health is wealth, dog. You know what I mean? And you know what, bro? You just like Fluffy co-signed you, bro. You know what I mean? Fuck me. I mean, nothing's comparison to a co-sign for Fluffy, but I'll say you are the one, bro. You know what I mean? You got next up, bro. You are the future, bro. You are a bad motherfucker. You are a funny motherfucker, dog. You bring, you have bring joy. You have brought joy into my life without me knowing you, bro. And that's just from clips, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, bro. Um, when I'm having a bad day, bro, and when you're clips pull up bro or I uh, you know what I mean man I was so blessed to see you at the comedy <laughs> store bro I mean it it really really empowers my my spirit bro and if you're empowering people's spirits brother you need to empower your own spirit uh in whatever you need to do to stay healthy brother please doggy yep. 2024 bro i mean when you have a year like you had last year i, I would say last year was your breakout year 100 yeah yeah i mean what what does one in a position like yourself do for 2024 we have people talking about new year's resolutions new me all this other bullshit a lot of cats don't follow through with this shit dog I mean, what 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 comes to your mind entering the new year, bro? Is is health on top of the list? Yeah, one hundred percent. Health is up there, you know. I, I mean, like for me, is, like is uh, health before cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> depends what day of the week it is. But, but 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 yeah, I mean, obviously, right? I feel like we all feel like that. But man, you know, it's just like. Demons, you feel me? It's just like you get. I can say whatever. I can lie on here all day long and be like, "Yeah, yeah man, I'm a, we don't. I'm lie. healthy and on it." Woo, woo, woo. Shit, but it's Saturday night. You give me four shots. I don't give a fuck about my health. Like I'm bring out the zip. You feel me? Like I'm breaking all this shit down and and it sucks. But it's just like I had already been this person before any success. You feel me? Like I was already. So it's hard to make more money and then just stop. Yeah. You know, like it's just like it's not going to it's not realistic. You know what I, I want to say this, bro. I want to tell you this, dog. You know what I mean? Like for one thing, 
are our greatest artists in the world. You know, their their mind was uh, was altered with a substance, right? We if we talk about uh, Jim Morrison from the Doors, you know, what I mean uh, uh, Bob Marley, I mean Janis Joplin. If you're into this type of music that I'm talking about, Marvin uh, Gaye, Gay, Tupac Shakur, Biggie Smalls. I mean, these weren't sober dudes, bro. Greatness, bro. Is 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 man? Uh, the, I mean, how many great people in the world were uh, a sober dude, bro? And 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 so I took I took three months off, bro. Uh, uh, from because you know what? So we're known. I'm known for shrooming on here, bro. I have done more podcast on shrooms than anyone in the game, bro. Hands down, bro. <laughs> I, have, I have I've I've had cats tell my people, hey. What the fuck was what the fuck was up with Lucky? You know what I mean? And they're like, "Oh, dog, that fool was shrooming on your interview, dog." You know, I I have dropped. You know what? I'm just saying, bro. Like, it it, it it's art, bro. It's all art, bro. And we all have like our ingredients to our art. How many people are sober and just like put out great art? Not one. <laughs> I mean, can you? Can, many, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He was off the wine. He <laughs> <laughs> was off the vino. He was off the vino and the. I, and so I took three months off, bro. And, and because people said, Lucky can't give a real interview. Lucky can't give. Lucky can't this, can't do that, right? And I took it personal. You know what I mean? And, and I sobered up for three months just recently. Uh, this is probably like the second or third podcast that, you know, I'm, I'm back in my shit, having a good time, got my elements, you know what I mean? Nicotine, alcohol, um, weed, mushrooms, all that shit, you know what I mean? But my, I feel like to, to reach my maximum uh, level of, of creativity, bro, I mean, I, 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 like, I like the elements, bro. I mean, do you do you need the elements for your creativity? Even though, I mean, was, was I mean the elements of the of the elements, the substances, uh, not only you, you already had that in you, but it would you say that it kind of like put your creativity to another plateau in regards to uh, being a comedian? So with, with with cocaine specifically, not to make this episode about that, but that's just my drug of choice. I don't do shrooms. I don't do acid. And I don't really do anything else besides weed and that. Alcohol. So with cocaine, I don't like to do it before any show. I don't do it before any show because I don't like to be geeked or tweaked out. And it also fucks up my timing. Like if I get all pericao and shit, I might go up there and like my mouth might get too dry. I might get nervous. I, my timing will be off and it just don't, my set won't hit the same. With alcohol, it doesn't, it doesn't elevate my creativity. But what it does do, it, it my self-doubt goes down. So if I see a fool in the audience that I'm like, I'm about to dog this motherfucker, I might, if I see somebody that maybe looks like you, yeah, you know, and I'm on stage and I see somebody who got head tattoos and shit, I might, just, me, myself, sober, I might be like, you know what, let me not, let me not because I don't know what this outcome might be. Yeah. Me on five shots, I'm going to be like, fuck this, for you know, like, <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. and, and, and most of the time, you know, it works out. For the better, because I don't want to. Um, I'm not. I'm never there to disrespect somebody and make somebody feel less. I want you to laugh with me. But but but, bro, you were savage, bro, with the crowd work, bro. Your crowd work, bro, 
is is straight savagery. And I we spoke about it earlier, and I was trying to, I asked you a question about when do you decide to go into crowd work? Yeah. You know what I mean? You spoke on that, bro. And the reason why I said it is because you were savage, bro. I mean, have have you ever had any repercussions after the show? Because, homie, I see you talking to a, a female with a dude that said, bop, 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 you know what I mean? And you're like, homie, she a fucking filthy whore, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll be like, damn, yeah. dog. I, 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 I like, like you said, we talked about judgment and character beforehand. Yeah. I usually try to read the room. Yeah. Or I'll usually try to read the couple. You know what I'm saying? So I'll ask a few questions. Seeing how he reacts to the way I speak to her, even if it's lightly, I'll know that how he's going to react if I call her a bitch. You feel me? <laughs> so, so I try what to... What you le- do? Yeah, which I try to level it out, you know, and I still see people in my comments that are like, oh, if you would have called my girl a bitch, it would have been a rap. And I'm not saying it wouldn't have. You're probably right. Yeah. You know, certain people take that shit differently. Yeah. It's different when people are your fans, though, because then they kind of let shit slide a little bit. But again, <laughs> I'm never there to... The reason I say bitch is because I speak like that back home, you know, or like with, with people, you know. Obviously, you realize that, oh, p- people don't take... Some people don't take that word lightly. That's That word is a fighting word, and it could lead to something even bigger than that, you feel me? And I yeah. understand the power of that word now. But with alcohol, sometimes <laughs> you forget, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and with the crowd work itself, like, I've always, I've always been what they call it, cutthroat. I've always been a cutthroat person, even in school. Like, like if somebody would say something to me, I'll be like, "Hey, shut the fuck up, bitch!" Like, and I'll get in trouble, and I and I, you know, and we'll get to fight, whatever it is, you know. It'll lead to that. But I was always that cutthroat, and maybe it was because I was being disrespectful. Maybe I didn't realize how to respect. And, and you mature, and you realize you got to respect people in order to get their respect. And some shit you just grow out of. But when I was growing up, I was always real cutthroat, real disrespectful. So I think it still like bleeds into your adulthood a little bit. You feel me? Maybe 100%. It, it takes a little bit to get you out of pocket. Like for me, it'll be the alcohol and then I'm back on my bullshit. But, um, but yeah, as far as the crowd work goes, like, yeah, I try to, that's what people, cause some people see my shit and they'll, they won't consider me like one, like a, not, a, not saying that I'm not a real comic, but I've seen people that like, like they'll, they'll review like Ralph Barbosa's, you know, Netflix special. And some, I see somebody in their comments, like, what do you think about Ken Flores? They're like, Oh, we, He's funny, but we feel like he's too mean, or his goal is to just disrespect the crowd, which is not the goal. If you come to a show, you realize that I'm not even talking to the crowd most of the show. I'm doing my jokes. Like, it's real, genuinely funny bits that I've written and have outcomes and punchlines and twists and turns. I'm a good writer. But sometimes for the, for the fucking internet, you just got to put out what works. And yeah. people like interactions between you and a, and, and a comic and the and the audience. You know what I'm saying? The only thing is that that also creates bad habits and bad audiences because, uh, for me, a lot of the people that have been coming to my comedy shows are always their first time. Like, if you're a motherfucker, like I got people that are like, bro, I'm trying to come to your show, but I'm on the, I'm I'm on the ankle monitor or I'm on this, I'm on that, but I've never been to a comedy show, right? But I'm opening. I'm I'm, I'm in a way, I feel like I'm growing this art form. Because same thing with you and podcasts. You got yeah. a motherfucker from the hood. I don't know what. I don't even know how to put a podcast on my phone. But now they know you got one, and now they find a way. They find your shit. Then they find somebody else's, and then now you got somebody in that market. You know, so you're growing the, 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 that that specific platform. For me, I'm growing comedy to, to. I'm taking it to like literally the hoods of people that never even knew that you could sit there, drink a beer, and watch somebody talking to a microphone and make you belly laugh, you feel me? Yeah. They didn't think that was possible because all they know is like the lame comics or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I'm literally growing the art form, but at the same time, it's in my own in my own way, you know? 
Some people love it, some people hate it, you know? And the only thing that sucks is that a lot of those people as their first time coming, they, they see those videos. So now they want to come and be part of the show. Yeah. So now they come and, oh, what's up? Saca la bolsita, my boy. Or, you know, and it's just like, let me do my fucking job and then we, we will get to that part. Well, I'll talk to y'all eventually, but let me do the show, you know? So it kind of, and that's maybe that's on me for, for um, you know, um, making somebody think it's okay to do that shit. But again, I'm also a big guy, you know what I'm saying? And I, I carry myself, you know, I feel like a certain way where if I tell somebody like, hey, relax, like we'll get to that, they're really good at like, all right, for sure, I got you, you know? It's never really somebody who keeps pressing the issue. I try to do it respectfully, unless you're just really like, Drunk as fuck. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing bad's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, but I've had people that opened up for me, get chicken wings thrown at them. You know, we talked about ah. the we talked about the guy that got hit with the lemon yeah. at my roast. Two days before that, I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta doing two shows in Atlanta. Atlanta's also another cutthroat city. You feel me? Like would it would it be the uh, would it be uh, predominantly black in the crowd? No, Latinos. Okay. Latino, there is a lot of black people in Atlanta, but the audience was was all Latinos. Shout out to Lawrenceville. That's where all at. <laughs> For sure. Shout out to them. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they uh, what's it called? Um, my boy's on stage, and, I mean, it's just not going that well, you know? So sometimes they try to do the whole crowd work shit or try to be disrespectful. Not disrespectful, but, like, my, you might come out there and be like, fuck this city, you know? And then they're like, who the fuck are you? Just gonna come out here and say, maybe with me, they'll let me get away with it because they know me. They bought the ticket to see me. But then you got people opening up for you. They're like, first of all, you haven't made us laugh yet. Now you're talking about fuck this city. Now you're calling my bitch fat. Like, who are you? You suck. So then they fucking, like, I had one of my homies, not even a homie, but one of the dudes that was opening up for me, they threw a chicken wing at him. A full chicken wing. Hit him <laughs> in the fucking face with that shit. <laughs> and then he, he, he got mad. You know, he kicked him out, whatever. Lady ended up getting arrested outside, bro. She, she was so fucked up. When she got kicked out, she got up to leave, busted the shit in front of the stage. Uh, so he's still dogging her while she's on the floor. So now she's mad. Her husband, like, ran off somewhere. So now they're getting their husband, the police. They didn't have, it's Atlanta, so they didn't have security. They got actual APD, Atlanta Police Department, working. Oh, so shit. they put them in cuffs and shit. They literally locked Shorty up. And then it was just like, I mean, it sucks. And then my boy come up to me, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, man, that shit was crazy. Well, what's up with that? And not to be on their side, but I'm in a way, I'm like, bro, you a comedian. You gotta make the people laugh before you start disrespecting motherfuckers. Yeah, like this shit is not, like the disrespect. You gotta is break funny, them in a little but bit. But you gotta break. They gotta like you. You gotta love you, my damn near. Yeah. In order for you to come in disrespectful, and they still love you. Yeah. Because even with family, they might not let that shit slide. You feel me? So you can't just go in there. They don't know who the fuck you are, and then thinking just because you on the road with me, you're gonna get the pass. You're not. You feel me? Like, and I might not. So you gotta find out when is the right time. Sometimes you gotta just risk it. I guess. But I was like, I, I can't even be mad at them for hitting you with that shit. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, bro. When you do a show in L.A., you do a show in Atlanta, you do a show in New York, bro. What is what is the difference, bro? Do you see a difference? Or is it just different raza from different states? Pete, the, 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 the culture is different, but as far as, like, the streets and respect is the same, bro. It's, that shit is, is, is worldwide, you feel me? Like, respect, respect. respect is worldwide. Don't matter what hood you're from or what you bang, any that don't matter because they don't care. You know, you're they came to see you. You know, sometimes you got audiences that you know that there's people in the audience that don't fuck with each other, you know? Because yeah. you might even feel the tension in that motherfucker. Just walking sometimes like as a person who whether they grew up that way or whatever, you walk in the room, so you feel when it's tense, you know? So sometimes we feel that, so my job is to make it cool. Let's yeah. all have a good time, you feel me? But like the cultures are different, like Chicago is very urban inspired as far as like, it's more like New York. 
as to opposed to like Texas, I feel like it's more like California. Now I know that people from California, people from Texas, they're like, no, we're not, we're our own thing. Yeah. I get that, but the culture in the South. They still have, you know, like the bald heads, the head tattoos. Well, there's a lot of cats from uh, Texas from California. Exactly. A lot of people that yeah. went from California to Texas, you know, changed. I know so many homies that moved to Texas, bro. Exactly. And it's just like, the, we have, we're, you, Texas is more similar to California as to Chicago is more similar to New York. And, and we're in New York and in the Midwest, we're inspired more by black culture hip-hop culture so the the the, 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 the we're different you know we come i i ain't gonna and people might find this disrespectful and i don't mean it any disrespect at all i didn't think cholos were real i didn't think that was a real thing i think that was only in movies like the high socks the dickies the the lokes like i didn't think that was real and then no i came shit. out here and i see them and i was like not only is it real they are real and they don't fucking play, you feel me? You you gotta find out, but you gotta be here to, to, to realize and open your eyes, like this shit is different, you know? And I mean, you're on the number one podcast of the city right now. Exactly, you know? right, you so it's me? just like- you, High you, socks and all that you shit. You learn to respect that shit, you feel yeah. me? Like, it's not nothing to play with, and then, but, but I mean, as long as you learn and you're willing to, you know, learn and respect, they, they, they got no problem, you know, showing you love. And, and in Chicago, it's a little bit more crazy. That's the thing I like about LA, it's more, um, People have more morals, I feel like. It's more respectful. There's more structure to everything. Structure, I, yeah, I would say, yeah. the key. Because there's rules to the streets out there. Exactly. Is there no rules to the streets in uh, Chicago? I, I don't want to say there's no... I don't want to speak on the streets too much because I'm not in the streets. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes you... Respect. I can't come in here and be like, oh, you're on the streets. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a comedian. Yeah, I'm not 100%. in the streets. But from the stuff that we grew up around and the stuff, the, the stuff that you know, there's uh, definitely more lawlessness. Cause now there's beef. in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. yeah. Especially like, and there's two different sides of Chicago. There's a the north side where it does get real. You know, you got people like people at Humble Park. You know, she gets crazy over there. Puerto Ricans versus the Mexican, or you call it, you know, maniacs versus kings, whatever it is. Or on the south side, you know, you got the GDs and the BDs who became real famous with the rappers like Lil Durk, Chief Keef. Those are lawless. They're, it's like almost lawless, bro. Like there's. 15 year olds 14 year olds with guns and they hear music all day about shooting motherfuckers and having ops and all this shit so it's very easy for them to maybe have a misunderstanding get shoulder checked at a liquor store maybe in Cali it might be like a the fuck was that about like you want to run the one outside yeah and then it's like all right well fucking fade and, and it's respect at the end over there you might get a 30 clip emptied on you over some goofy shit you know yeah motherfuckers be getting hot in the head and at the same time you can't blame them because these people grew up like this. Like, there's people in Chicago, literally in Chicago, not Iraq, not Afghanistan, that grew up to shootings every day. My, I lost 20, 15 of my homies are dead that I grew up with. You know, like I said, I didn't grow up that way, so I can't speak on that, but they came up like that. So you can't even blame them. It's a product of the environment, you feel me? I want to ask you a serious question, bro. Mm -hmm. And and it may not be no not too serious to others, but I think it's been a, a, a popular a uh, question that I've asked individuals, especially Latinos uh, and, and particularly uh, Mexicans. How do you feel about Mexicans using the N-word? Man, I ain't gonna lie, I was one of them. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I was one of them too, bro. I, I grew up like that. Again, cause like we don't, the word fool to me was not like real, bro. Like I didn't know people said that. And then I came out here, I met my cousins, and that's the word that they say over for everything. Yeah. And I picked up that lingo because as I, I was also doing my own podcast and I'm doing stand-up, and sometimes when I'll be drinking doing stand-up, it'll slip out. You know, you don't want it to slip out. You're doing shows for all white people. To you, it's like, oh, that's just how we talk in the hood. To them, it's like, oh, he said the N-word. Like, we got to cancel him or some shit like that, you know? So it's like, just to not deal with that, 
I w- and especially you start growing. So people in Cali started watching me and stuff like that. Even the Mexican, I used to come out here and call my, my homies, homies, the N word, you know? Like, yeah, oh, what's up? Yeah, yeah, like, what's up? And then they'll be like, what's hey. What's up, my nigga? They'll be like, don't call me that. I'm not that. Yeah. And I'll be like, damn, like, I'm, I thought people that, I thought black people got offended. I didn't think we got it. Now, they will also get offended if you call them that. They're like, I'm not that. Don't call me that. So it's just like you learn to, you got to correct the behavior, you know? So then I started saying fool a lot more just to keep me from saying the other word. 100%. But then I'll go back to Chicago and say fool. And people be like, oh, you, you're like, you not from over there. Why are you, you're stealing their culture? You're stealing their lingo? Are you trying to, but it's not, it's just like I'm trying to correct the behavior. But it's hard when you grew up a certain way. Like to me, that's not wrong. Saying the N word is not wrong. But I also got to understand where, where it might be. And like I said, I'm trying to learn this shit, but. Yeah, I, you know times are changing too. You feel me? Like yeah, rappers, it's a like, melting pot, bro. Yeah, yeah. Your rappers are come, Mexican rappers like D Baby again. OG they all Z. use it. They all use it. They, yeah. they got major record deals. Like they ain't stopping. There's nothing stopping it. You feel me? So it's like, but like I don't want to. That's not even an argument for me. So I don't really. I don't feel any type of way about it. You know, if you say it, say it. Yeah. But just make sure you're saying it all the time. No, don't be selective when you want to say it. Like yeah, either, either you're that or you're not. You yeah, hundred percent, bro. And but I think it makes sense too, like for you being a, a, a Mexicano uh, stand-up comedian, bro. Um, that you you have to have somewhat of a sense to re- respect the word for maybe uh, black homies that we have a lot of black we have a lot of black individuals watch this podcast. I mean, some of them may not be good with that, bro. I mean, and then when you're you're on stage and you might have a Latino audience, you know, what I mean, some of them may not be good with it either. You know, so I mean, it's kind of like a tightrope you're walking on and shit. Um, and I, oh, my bad, don't mean to interrupt you. No, go like, ahead, brother. As Interrupting. far as like anybody who's like the new people that I've met, the new circles that I've that I've interacted with, nobody from the hood or nobody with a similar upbringing than me has ever pulled my card. As far as that, like, as far as black people, yeah, it's the nerds. <laughs> like it'd be like the motherfuckers like the with the suits that went to college and like you can't say that word, you know. And I'm not gonna argue with somebody with a college degree, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, if that's what you think, then fuck it, you know. I'm not gonna argue with you, but I mean, it's just like. I, I'm not gonna sit and argue with somebody all day talking about, well, that's how I grew up. You feel me? Like, I don't got time for that shit. Like, whatever. If you feel that way, then fuck it. I'm, I'm trying not to say it, you feel me? But sometimes it's, it does slip out. But I don't mean it ever, mean it in any disrespect. I'm never saying it referring that referring to a black person. I'm not saying it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. the homie. It's, 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 it's like it. slavery days or yeah, something. Nah, fuck all that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Nah, it's, never, it's never that. Playing that. It's shit. nothing but love and respect, you feel me? But yeah. and, I, and, I, and I said the word for. For a cool minute, like years ago, bro, I had all the youngsters with uh, at my crib. I'm selling dope and shit, doing my thing, and these little motherfuckers had me saying the M word. And but I eventually corrected that, bro, because one of one of my homies, dog, kind of like checked me on it. My homeboy villain from Highland Park, R.I.P., dog. He's like, dog, we weren't raised on that shit. What the fuck, luck, bop, bop, bop. You know what I mean? And I said, you know, you're right, dog. And I respected the homie so much. I love the homie so much. He supported me so much in everything that I was doing, dog. The least that I can do is is I can correct that, dog. And 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 I corrected that. And and you know what, dog? I'm not rigid on this shit because I understand this is a melting pot. L.A. is a melting pot. The the world is a fucking melting pot bro you know what i mean where we have uh bro i'm i'm half jew and i'm half mexican bro you feel what i'm saying dog like dog like i am fucked you know what i mean I, i've been fucked since birth on that shit i was so ashamed of being half jew bro because i had primos dog that would clown me on that shit you fucking jew and i'm like fuck you boy and the jew you know what i mean but it but it, 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 it built thick skin with me dog and it made the person that i am today and to this day now i i i you know what i mean i i, I feel like 
that's a, a, a strong bloodline within myself, dog, to be half Jew and half Mexican. My mom's Mexican, my pops is Jew, dog, you know what I mean? And I love it and I wouldn't change it for fucking nothing, dog, Whoa. you know what I mean? But anyways, brother. Well, stop um, Jewing us and share the candy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the podcast is definitely going to be successful now. I know you're Jewish. They're going to come get you. The agencies and shit, man. Yeah, you be all right. You know what, bro? Be all right. Bro, the podcast is successful for 2024 because we got the big dog right here, Cam Flores. <laughs> Whoa, you know what I mean, bro? Like you, you know what? So when it, a lot of audiences you have are Latino, but like, you know, to really make it in the world, which I think you've already you've started last year, bro. And you're on your way to the top of that fucking mountain, brother. Um, you got you to gotta appeal to all races. You got to appeal to all races. Um, and so you don't always do Latino uh, audiences. You have, uh, what, whites, blacks. And to make them laugh. I, I mean, so we have some of the homies within the, the hood right yeah. here. Young Beeves, you know what I mean? Uh, one seated Entertainer. Uh, you know, we have homie uh, comedians that come on here, bro. And I'm like, bro, you got you can't just do fucking Latino audiences, bro. You gotta appeal to everybody if you wanna blow up like Fluffy, bro. You know what I mean? Fluffy, Fluffy is rated G, dog. You bring you take his, your kids to his shit. You feel me? Like but not only that though, but you gotta appeal to all races, bro. And sometimes Mexicans get that wrong. You haven't got that wrong. Yeah, I, I try I'm in between, you know, like I'm in between somebody like a Felipe Esparza. And a fluffy, cause I, I definitely, obviously, the most people that know you and see you, the more money you generate, and the bigger you become as a whatever it's comedian, celebrity, it don't matter, right? But, but it all, it all comes down to paper. It all, it's all about the money. The more people come see you, the more tickets you can sell, the more money you're gonna make, and that's that's just that. But at the same time, we also living in a, in, in in a time where, like you said, it's a melting pot, and people are tired of 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 the clean shit. People are tired of like the 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 oh this is Hollywood like we have no cursing we know it's a real world there's excuse me there's wars going on like I said you can look on your phone you can watch a motherfucker die on your phone so we all we done with the fucking goofy shit the fake shit you feel me like we got real podcasts like this that people want the raw and the uncut you know there's no no nobody's gonna go on uh. I mean, maybe Joe Rogan, but like nobody's gonna go on a on a, on a podcast and or on a TV show, late night TV show, and be like, "Yeah, I almost overdosed on cocaine and I shit myself in the like." Those, you don't get <laughs> stories like that. That's real, raw, and uncut. And I feel like people are fiending for that now, like that real shit. So I, I want to be as big as I possibly can be, without. And people call it selling your soul, which is not literally selling your soul, but without having a fake who I am. You feel me? I still want to be me, and I, and I feel like Joey Diaz is a great example of that. <sighs> Somebody that who dude, you know who kept it real yeah. and was still able to get big enough to where he can do theaters, you know, to live a a good lifestyle without having to you know fold and and and, and you know do you know like rated G or whatever. Hey, so so check it out. We have 700 people right here tapped in on the live, bro. And and I love you guys, and I thank you guys so much for kicking off Whoa. our 2024 with that, dog. Make sure all you guys hit that like to uh, get the, generate this in the algorithm, YouTube algorithm. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to get into your story, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got, you got time? You yeah, got yeah, time? I got time. Too. Okay. Um, you, you know, you talked about how Fluffy talked to your parents. You talked about... You know, would you would you say, bro, that 
you were kind of counted out, bro. You a black sheep, bro, coming up. I mean, how were you raised up, bro? Uh, I was always uh. Well, my parents, uh, we, we we grew up. Uh, I grew up in the inner city of Chicago, off of Kimball and Armitage. is a, is the exact uh, intersection, Logan Square, Humble Park area. It's a very it's a main street, so CTA buses, the city bus goes through there. A lot of traffic. We in, in Chicago, there's a three story duplexes or sorry, three story uh, houses and buildings. So usually, the, the the landlord or the owner of the house lives in the middle. He'll rent out the top floor to somebody and the bottom the, the basement to somebody else because the basements have entrances from the outside. So you don't got to go in the house to get into the basement. You literally can walk in and out from the outside. So most people just live in basements. Like a lot of people rent the basement. So yeah. my pops rented a two-bedroom basement for most of my life off of Kimbo and Armitage. And but they had to, they worked. And my dad always worked, you know, at least 60 hours a week. My mom worked third shift. And sometimes my dad, sometimes my dad will, 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 on a Friday night, he won't even come home. He's going to go out, get <laughs> fucked up with the homies. So now, And then my mom got to go to work, you know. So now I'm just at the crib by myself. So I, they, uh, the people upstairs, when I lived upstairs with me, kind of raised me my whole life. But being somewhere that you're not home is you're always going to get feel some type of exclusion. You feel me? Like, pause real quick. Pause real quick. I'm oh, sorry, I got a piss. <laughs> Damn, Lord, Lucky's got to pee, dude. Sorry, dog. Whoa, <laughs> get it, Lux. Hey, throw me one of those cans. I need that. Come on. You see it? Oh, 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 oh. One more. Fuck. Fucking Casey. Yeah, let's go. I'm gonna How'd you like the, the show, the Food Show? It was good, bro. Long, bro. Yeah, it was really long. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, the show started at 10.30 and I was at the improv before that. Yeah. So I did my spot at the improv, went all the way to the store, and I mean, just walking in the back, I didn't realize it was going to be that deep. Yeah. So I'm shaking hands with everybody. Everybody's high as hell, drunk as hell, and it was just, uh, but it was dope because I hadn't met a lot of those people for the first time, like. Uh, Willie Barcena, I had never met him in person, like 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 one on one like that. He yeah. had never seen me perform. Um, same thing with like even the Fools Gone Wild stuff. Like we've been fans since back home in Chicago. Yeah. But I had never like ran into any of them or like Little Mystery, you know, none of that. You know, I had never seen it in person. So seeing all that shit in person, talking to talking to them and hearing the voice in person was just like yeah. fuck, like this motherfucker's right here in front of me. You feel me? Like so, it, it was definitely. I still, I I don't ever walk anywhere and pretend like I'm oh. Y'all know who I am, you know? I'm always with my head down. And I'm, like, just being in the comedy store alone is still, like, a blessing to me. Like, I don't take that shit lightly, you know? Comedians, some comedians die with the dream of performing at the main room in the comedy store to a sold-out crowd. Yeah. And they never get to get to that level for whatever the reason is, you know? So for me to be able to do that on a regular Thursday or whatever is, is not only a blessing, but to do it in front of Latinos to see how far we've come. Like, the comedy store, that was, that's a white club, you know? Like, yeah. like there's white people there, and, and maybe, you know what I'm saying, depending on the show, it might be a black night or urban night, whatever. But for Latinos to pack out the main room at 1030 on a Thursday, bro, it's big. And then have the whole lineup be Mexican Dude. and kill it, too. Like, yeah. you know, we're all funny. We're all getting to the bag. We're all some of them are legends. Felipe Esparza is a legend. Yeah. You know, Willie Barcena is a legend. Then you got Concrete coming up, me coming up. Frankie Quinones was yeah. going crazy. Like, the Cholo fit. It's just like all wow. like, like, we're all doing it. You feel me? We're all selling out shows. We're all all over the country. And it's just like for all of us to be there that one night and for me to to me, I felt like, damn, I don't even belong here, but shit, it was a blessing. That hey, shit, bro. you belong there, bro. You belong there, big dog. You belong dog. there like a motherfucker, Been shiny. dog. Hey, so, you were saying, you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
nah, nah, nah. Nah, but like I said, like uh, as far as like uh, you know, being always getting, I was always like people were always watching me. You know, my mom always had to pay ladies to watch me, and because she was there always working. So you know, the ladies, I remember like for a long time, this one lady used to watch me, and her kids used to fucking bully the shit out of me. Like they used to bite me, take my food, and and, and then when like sometimes like seeing people like uh, like they'll come home with pizza for them, and they wouldn't give me shit. You feel me? Like it was just like 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 little shit like that you remember growing up and you're just like man like they don't fuck with me you feel me so I gotta do something so people can like me I wanna be li- I wanted to be liked since I was little like why don't people like me like and I was always like I was a fat kid too so I was people like I was like, I was like the gordito or whatever and it was just like growing up it's just like fuck like fuck you bitch like I'm like I'm a regular I'm like them but it was just you just get looked at different cause you're fatter and you're not their kid so it was whatever so then uh, growing up I, I, I started to be funny, you know, like you start to say jokes and you gotta, you gotta get liked one way or another. Unfortunately, the, the first few times I was the funniest was bullying other people. Like that was my thing. That's kind of how I got funny. Messing yeah. with other people because then people see you as a bully Talking and they're like, oh, they're like, oh, we're not gonna fuck with him. He's a, he's after I was getting bullied, you know, bitten and shit like that by kids. I was like, fuck that. I'm gonna be the bully. So then I would just not let people fuck with me. And I just became an asshole for most, like most of my elementary days growing up. I was just a bully in school, you know, all that shit. But, but it was just really just to be liked. I didn't want to be looked at like clowned or, 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 or bullied or whatever. And then uh, from there, growing up, I mean, it's just like, again, you're not, you're not, bitches in high school, they're not looking at the fat motherfucker. Like, oh, ain't nobody like, I'm trying to holler at him. You know, I'm always, I'm just the fucking fat kid. So now, only thing I had to do was be funny. So I was just always a funny motherfucker, bro. Like, and, and, and that, that was that, you know, I was always a people's person too. So I was, I, I got invited to um, parties really early. I was, I smoked really early in my life. Like by middle school, I was already smoking weed every day. High school, I was already drinking them near every weekend. So um, I, I, I got lost in that shit pretty fast, you know, like just drinking, 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 trying to, trying to be cool for the wrong motherfuckers. And I was just, I just got, I got addicted to shit real early. You feel me? And then probably in 2017 when I was right around like 19 18 years old that's when I tried um I was hanging out with some one of my homeboys who 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 used to basically run shit out there back in the world where I'm from he had a big party and uh I saw for the first time I saw people do key bumps and I had never seen that shit before in person and there's people that I really respected that I really uh, looked up to doing it so I'm like I'm gonna do it too so I started doing key bumps when I was like 18 and then from there, like, I just fucking, I just did it every fucking weekend, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm fucking up the re-up. I'm just doing key bumps the whole fucking time. And then it's just like, um. <laughs> my bad. Give that back to me. <laughs> so, it's, so, it's, so it's just all, like, it was just the, you know, I got addicted to that shit real early. And like, as far as, you know, I talked about being a disappointment to my parents. When I got addicted to cocaine, um. My uh, no, they didn't know, you know. I was, I'm really, and I'm a fat motherfucker. Like nobody's like he's addicted to cocaine. Yeah, hell the fat no. motherfucker's addicted <laughs> to pizza and shit, you know. <laughs> so they never like, and again, they was always working, so it's not like they could pay attention and shit. So I was just always doing my own fucking thing, and then eventually, um, like I was just always broke. I remember like, like letting my little sister, my little brother down, cause like sometimes they'll ask me for like money, like they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go on a field trip. I forgot to ask my mom for money. Can you let me borrow like twenty dollars or fifty dollars? And I just wouldn't have it. Like, I could never be a big bro to them, you feel me? Like, so then we they start losing respect for you. They're like, oh, he's just a broke ass motherfucker. Like, he don't got shit to his name. So I started like, I started feeling like again insecure again. It's almost all those feelings of like not being accepted when I was a kid started to come back because I'm like, I'm not being accepted because I'm a junkie now, you feel me? So then from there, um, from there I, had, I was like, you know what? I need to do something with my life 
to get me back into like uh to get me back into into like the, the the internet or get me back into like talking to people. I was working at a warehouse and I used to do YouTube videos when I was like 15, bro. Like dumb YouTube videos. I used to just turn on the camera on the iPod, talk shit for like an hour. I had a few videos go viral on, on YouTube, on World Star Hip Hop when I was like 15. Okay. So I had already got a taste of like that whole internet, watching chats come in and stuff like that. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to do something in entertainment. I knew I was funny, but I just didn't know what it was going to be. And I knew that I didn't want to put on no wig. I didn't want to do no skits. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and no disrespect to anybody that yeah, do no it. No disrespect to Concrete. Nah, but, yeah. be, but he does it really well. Like Concrete, you could watch a, a skit and genuinely enjoy it. There's some that you could watch from other people that just like this corny motherfucker put a dress on for this bullshit. Yeah. So I just knew I didn't want to be that guy that had to turn on a camera and put on a, a costume to to be funny. You know, I just wanted to be liked for who I really was myself. So then um, I, I was like, stand-up might be the way. And I mean, my favorite stand-ups were like Cat, Cat Williams, well, old Kevin Hart, you know, Felipe Spark. So I'm like, I'm influenced by them. So I need, I need, I'm trying to, like, they're some of the best in the world. All so, fire-ass dudes. All fire, time. bro. All fire. Pause yep. on fire-ass dudes. But, 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 yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, so and then from there, I, I had got a job at the bank um, for a little bit, right around the age I was like 20, 21. And at that time, I had this guy who, who he owned the comedy club in Aurora, and he kept telling me, you need to come, you need to come watch this. Come, come, come do open mic night. You're funny. Every time I come in, you make me laugh, whatever. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, one day, one day. And one day, I was just bored, bro. And I remember we were just geeking at the homegirl's house. And her parent, uh, her sister came in, and she kicked us all out that motherfucker. And we didn't have nowhere to go. We had like an eight ball and a twenty four pack, and we're just outside stranded. None of us owned apartments. None of us. We weren't even old enough to get hotels. Like, so we're just like fuck. So I'm just like, I need to do something with my life. I can't be out here like a fucking bum looking where I'm gonna go hide in what corner to do this coke. I, was like, I need to do something with my life. So I ended up going to the open mic one night just to see, just to watch. And I went two different times, and both times. I watched motherfuckers suck ass. I was like, man, these motherfuckers are trash. And then eventually I was like, I'm gonna do it. And I signed up and I went up. And I ain't gonna lie, I was trash too, but you think you're better than people. And then you go do it and you're like, oh, I'm ass. So but it's harder than it looks. Way harder than it looks. Like you respect people after that shit. I re everybody that said was ass, I ended up respecting them uh, after, after I went up for my first time. Cause I'm like, for you to take, to have the boss to come up here and get no laughs every week is crazy. But I knew I had got enough laughs that that little uh, a very addictive personality in my brain that I have that's addicted to food, drugs, alcohol, also got addicted to that laugh that I got. And from there, I was like, I'm never going to live my life without doing stand-up again. I have to do this. It's my new favorite drug. So you knew you can do it. After that, you just knew that, hey, I'm going to make this shit happen. This is going to be me right here. Yeah, I, always, I was always very delusional. You know, from the moment I started, I was like, I'm gonna make it. It's I'm gonna, not I'm, I'm gonna make it, bro. You've been doing it. Yeah, You've been yeah. Well, now, shit. now it's a little bit. It seems more real, you know. Like me and my partner, and my, my homeboy and shit. We used to come out uh, to LA, like just save, like not even save up. We'll just cash a check, like when we didn't have to pay rent, we didn't have to pay like a big bill. Like fuck it, let's cash the check and go fuck it all up in LA, and then we'll figure out how to pay the bills like when we get back. We were going to <laughs> Vegas on, yeah. on some old. We're gonna go gamble some shit. Exactly, bro. So we we used to come out to LA and just get an Uber or just drive up to the hills, you know, rent the car, whatever, yeah. and just look 
down and be like, man, like you see these big ass houses in LA, multi million dollar houses, these Lamborghinis, these Ferraris. That's these, you right like, now. I'm, though, I'm, right? I'm like, well, not yet, but but I'm saying you, you see there, that, right? And then not yet, but I you want coming, to. You coming, right? I'm coming though. I'm coming. Yeah. And we then you see, see and you, we see that shit, and you're like, man, th these houses are being built because somebody's paying for them. These cars are being bought and made because somebody's paying for them. So why not us? Like, why can't we own this shit as Latinos? You know, as as, as non college goers or whatever the fuck you feel me like. Yeah. We need to find a way to get out here. Did you graduate high school? I did graduate high school, class of 2014. Okay. East Aurora, yeah. Everybody yeah. sees you though, bro. But, like, yeah. real talk. Like, even like my coworker, he seen I posted up that you were coming on tonight. Yeah. He's like, damn, bro, that's the dude I'll be following. That fool's, <laughs> yeah. that fool's with it. Like, that's the dude. The, the like, that's who I fuck with on comedy. Yeah, the city, I, the I work construction, bro. bro. Like, they fuck with me in LA. Yeah. But a lot of people, a lot of people think I'm from out here, bro. And I tell them I'm not. And like, it's so much. Like, it's weird because most people they go to certain places and they get told, oh, but you soft, you're not from here. I go to certain cities, whether it's Texas, LA, and people are like, "Fuck with you, huh? We wish you was from here. Like, we fuck with you. Nah, like, we fuck like, with and, you, and, bro. And, I, and I fuck with that, and that's why, like, LA, I always knew. I always, every time I came out here, we used to come out here two, three times a year, and I always felt at home. I was like, one day I'm gonna come out, and then, like I said, April, I, I rented a room in April. When I went to the hospital, I couldn't go back to my uncle's just because. Like I said, he was people that probably <laughs> I, I shouldn't be around. The bad, bad influence. Bad influence. So I was living in a hotel for like a week. And then eventually I got a phone call uh, that I got approved for the apartment that I wanted. And shit, I'm, I, I moved. I didn't have shit in my, my apartment, bro. Just a mattress on the floor. <laughs> nice. And that's it, bro. But I, I, I was happy. Though, I was happy. Hey, real talk, though. We fucking with you, dog. Thank you, you my boy. It's you a, got that shit cracking out here, big dog. Thank Good you, bro. It's a big you dog know? right here. Droops. Droops. I mean, yeah. we uh, appreciate that. You know what, bro? Appreciate that, man. You, 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 bro, you, dog. You, you ain't from Chicago, dog, but I love and I appreciate you like you from L.A., bro. You Like, you one of us, bro. The way you clown, bro, the way you clown, the way you do your uh, crowd work, the way you do your stand-up, bro, is like you from my hood, Highland Park, bro. You feel me? Like, cause I relate with it like one thousand percent. I mean, you had an, when when you made the decision to leave Chicago. Uh, obviously, it sounds like you fell in love with the L.A. culture. I mean, you could have went to any other city. You could have went to fucking New York. You could have went to uh, you know, I mean, Tech, Houston, Texas. I mean. Why L.A.? Why did you move out this way? Do do comics need to come to L.A. first? Because Joe Rogan came here, did his thing, and then he bounced out to Texas once he built his empire Where all the right, here, are. right here in L.A., and then he's bashing the politics right here, you know what I mean? But, I mean, why L.A. and not another state? I, for me, it was, it was completely, like, geographical. I loved L.A. Even outside of comedy, I loved L.A. The culture, the food. My uncle was out here. My, I had cousins out here. Like, I didn't grow up with a big family. Like, my Christmas was never like, oh, I got the whole family here. We eating tamales. My Christmas was never like that. It was just the people I live with in my house. And that was it. And even that, we might have not even done shit on the holiday. You feel me? Like, so I never had, like, the big family feeling. And I definitely didn't have cousins my age, you know? So when I came out here, my uncle, he's got a, a, a you know, a son, which is my cousin, my blood cousin. And his sister, they're both 20, 28, 29. That's my age. So I'm like, damn, you guys are my family, my blood. And we're related, and, and, and I mean, we didn't even know each other our whole fucking life, you know? So I knew that I had some other family out here. And on top of that, like, I was just, like, infatuated with the lifestyle. Like, I use it, like, when people that are wealthier than me, 
I, I use it as like motivation. Like, damn, like that's raw. Like some people might see a nice car and then be like, ah, oh, fucking asshole. But to me, I'm like, damn, hey man, whatever the fuck he did to get in that motherfucker, I'm trying to get like you, my boy. You feel me? So I use it as motivation more than anything. And then on top of that, um, you. Not everybody needs to come out here. Like, for example, again, not the name drop my boy again, but Ralph, my boy Ralph Barbosa, he blew up so fucking fast that he skipped the part of needing to be here. And I understand that there's different levels to this shit. I'm coming up, you know, we, me, him, and Renee, we look at each other like we're on the same level. But I know the realistic, the real, the, the real, the real shit is that he's doing theaters. He's doing theaters, multiple theaters a night, five theaters in one night, like like uh, you know, five thousand tickets in one night. I'm not there yet. I'm maybe doing four hundred tickets a night, you know, on it's a good day. It's coming to you though, my boy. It, it's, it's coming. Com it's coming, but I did need to be seen, and I did need to be in Hollywood in order to to kind of push it a little bit. Because in Chicago, it was just kind of like um, you you hit a you outgrow cities, bro. Like yeah. there, there's 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 ceilings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. for sure. And then to make the money too, like in LA, there's a lot of money, bro. And I'm not saying just like industry money, but I'm saying because of the traffic in LA, there's gonna be people that live an hour away. Let's say Ontario, right from downtown LA. Everybody's yeah. gonna it's, fuck with you. It, it's an hour away, but people. Yeah are not gonna leave their job at 5 p.m., then sit in traffic for two hours or two hours and a half to come see your show. It's just not gonna happen. But me, I don't work in the day, so I got all day to get to Ontario. So I go to Ontario, I get my bag in Ontario, make a couple grand, come back to LA, the next day I go to Oxnard, make another bag. Like, there's a lot of money to be yeah. made out here, you feel so me? a lot of counties. Money's out exactly. Here, and then it's I feel here. like, and if I wouldn't have been out here, the agencies wouldn't have taken me as serious, because it wouldn't look like a threat. He's like, it's just some kid in Chicago that's Got a little bit of hype on the internet. Does, nah, does, watch does, you getting it, bro. Does a comedian need to be uh, have like an agency, like the way you got signed? Is, um, is that the way? Is is there anybody, any comedians that are successful that are, are like, uh, how do you say it? Like independent. Independent. Um, the thing is that some some comedians are real secretive with, with whether they're signed or not. Uh, but it, the the the, the why the, why would they be secretive about it? Well, I mean, sometimes they don't have the best agent. Okay. So they don't say shit, you feel me? Um, the, the, the reality is that these people that are in the industry, they know each other. They work with each other. So a promoter in Texas might have dinner or, or you know twice a year with, with the agent out here in L.A. So he might. It, it, most of this shit is they're calling in favors. That hey, We just signed this kid, man. What day can you give me for him? So now they're like, all right, we'll give you a Thursday in March. Boom, there you go, locked in. Instead of me having to write a paragraph, trying to prove myself on why I need to perform there, even if you got a million followers, they don't know if you can sell tickets or not, unless you got receipts and copies. And even then, they might offer you the date. They'll be like, okay, we'll give you a date in April, but you're going to get 50% of the door. So now you're going to get fucked, you know, on the uh, money. And I, when yeah. I didn't have an agent, when I told you I was leaving those rooms with Renee with a phone number and a date, yeah, I was, but I was coming back and getting fucked on the money because I didn't have nobody representing me. I didn't like I'm getting fifty percent of the door, so I'm making. Let's say I leave with thirty eight hundred dollars, three thousand eight hundred for one night. To me, that's a lot of fucking money. Like 100%. in one night, I made three thousand eight hundred dollars. I'm rich, but then you realize. Then I see my boy Renee come in and do the same fucking show, the same amount of tickets sold, the same price. You walk out with seven grand. Yeah. It's eight grand. For the same shit we did. So now I'm like, oh, I need an agent. You know, and then obviously if you're in the game long enough, you can learn all the tricks and have the relationship to where in the future you might not need an agent. But just to book and arrange your calendar, bro, it's a lot of work. And I'm talking about from somebody who is 
barely coming up. I can't imagine somebody like Felipe Esparza or Fluffy doing it without an agent to fix your yeah. calendar. You have to, bro. I hit up uh, <laughs> Fluffy's agent for uh, an interview to come on the podcast. He said uh, he cannot do it. Fluffy. Are you serious? Yeah, I've seen oh, the Fluffy, Fluffy. Yeah, yeah, Fluffy. I, I was thinking of uh, Felipe Esparza because we... Uh, Colby so, Smith. So, so I was talking to Felipe in the, in the uh, green room in the back at the comedy store, and he knew about Hoodstocks, right? And he was like, bro, because, you know, he's got his, his podcast, too. He's like, we got a podcast, bro. whoop de whoop this nice. All right, let's do it. And so then he said, all right. He had his wife with him, mm-hmm. and he goes, uh, all right, get get his email. And and, and so, it, it, I mean, when as soon as he directed me to get, after we had a dope conversation, mm-hmm. to get the, the email to the wife, I felt like that potentially wasn't going to happen. Don't feel like that. His wife is the boss. Is she? His wife is the boss. Every time I've ever done business with him, it's through his wife via email. And she's sexy as fuck, oh, I too. Didn't, I didn't say that. I'm just fucking around, bro. I'm just fucking around. She's the boss, bro. Like she, she, with respect. And with, with respect. respect. We talk All shit right respect. here, bro. Hey, hey, you're on Hookstocks. Talk to us. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, you're live right now with with, with motherfucking Cam Flores, baby. Whoa. Hey, Lucky. What up, doggy? What's good, Lucky? Fuck you, Lucky. I love you too, <laughs> baby. Yeah, I saw love, brother. You're falling in to show some love, man. Absolutely. What do you think about Cam, Cam Flores? Man, it's hilarious, brother. Keep it up, doggy. Appreciate Keep you, my boy. Always. That's right. I appreciate you, my boy. Hell uh, yeah, man! Thank you for picking up the call, big dog. Where you where are you calling from, bro? You know what? Right now I'm out here in Riverside County, man. I e, but I I came from a uh, Harbor area. It's all good. What's your New Year's resolution? Well, you know what, man? Just to live better, dog. Fucking live like you guys, man. Up there. There you that's go, baby. Right. We love you, Shout and that's gonna to you. Riverside and, 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 and yeah, area. and that's gonna happen, bro. I love you, bro. Thank you for calling in. Happy hey, New Year, you guys. Yeah, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo, what's good? Where you calling from, my G? Yes, where you ca- where you calling from, my boy? Hello? Yeah, where you calling from? Shit, I'm calling from Waukegan over here. I'm a big Kim Flores fan. What's up, my boy? Shout out Waukegan, man. Is that is that is that uh, Illinois? It's north side of Chicago. Yeah, it's up north above Chicago. Yeah, okay, man. okay. What's cracking, dog? It's it's very juice. Okay, you already know what's up. What's up, my boy? What's going on, bro? Shout out Waukegan, man. I love, I love it out there, man. They get down over there. Man, y'all, y'all, both podcasts is one of my top, uh, my top two. Hell yeah, appreciate, man, I appreciate you, that. I'm, I'm gonna be back soon, bro. I'm gonna Hell be back yeah, soon I'm on my podcast, bro. I was, I was there. I was there at the roast. You know, oh there. yeah, you seen you? Hey, you, you find out you threw the lemon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <hell no. laughs> you, you remember that shit though? Hell yeah, yeah, it was dude in front of me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up. That shit was funny as hell. Hell yeah, bro. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice talking to you, y'all. And y'all have a good night and uh, do, a, do a fat ass real for me. Oh. <laughs> we'll try to make that happen, sir. Your hood stocks talk to us. Yo, what's up, fellas? What up? Hey, what up, man? I just want to say, yo, I, I, was at that, I was at that Food Gone Wild show, man. That shit was. Hell yeah, bro. Thanks for coming out. It was hella fun, bro. Hell yeah, bro. You put all you put killed it, bro. You guys are really did. From the beginning to the end. I'm a fan of you, bro. What's that? I was trying to I was trying to see where you were at, bro. 
I was in the cut, <laughs> baby. I was in the I'm cut. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I was in the cut. Mr. Little R.E. says there's no lames allowed, but he had a couple in the background, so I hollered at them fools, you know what I mean? Who's talks, baby? I mean? Keep my name out your motherfucking mouth, homie. You know what I mean? This is real life. Hey, I love you, doggy. Thank you for calling in, dog. I love you guys too, man. Keep it up. Let's go. Hey, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo, what up, love? Shit, what up, my G? Happy New Year, dog. Happy New Year, dog. Fuck you, homie. You can't answer my message, dog. Is this Rooster? You ain't open my, my DM, man. You, Is this Rooster? Man, you, yeah, it's Rooster, dog. This is Rooster Calling from, from Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, hey, Arizona. Hey, out Ken Flores, Mr. Flores, man. What's up, man? Hey, you, you a cool motherfucker right here. This is the way to start the new year off. 100%. Really he, I don't think he really realizes it right now yet, dog. I don't think he really, hey, the, uh, the, the, you know, hood stocks. And when I, hey, I'm just saying, like, dog, like, our, our support group is crazy, dog. And then he come fuck with us, dog, you know what I mean? And, and you got, like, you got security anytime you're in L.A. with hood stocks, bro. Shout out, Cam Flores. We, we come, hey. we, we pull up with you, my G. Appreciate anytime that. you need us, bro, we pull up with you, bro, and we got you. That You got the keys to the city, bro. I appreciate y'all. Real shit, yeah. Dog. Yeah. We take, real, real. I mean, hey, we that take, motherfucker right there. Hey, I seen the dopest Yola uh, interview. That shit was dope. Appreciate that, man. Hell yeah. Lucky, man, Lucky, you need to go up on that motherfucker, dog. Nah, nah, dog. You know, I leave it For up real. to the Cam Flores, the Concretes, the George Perez's, bro. I, I, I'm a backyard boogie clowner, bro. Like, I just Hell like to yeah. talk shit and bag in the background. If I'm not in the background or in a prison yard, you know what I mean? Like, hey, bro, like, these, I leave it up to these dudes because these are the dudes, and then I get my clown on right here on the podcast. But, hey, Rooster, I want to ask you, what is your New Year's resolution? My news, man, to get some motherfucking more money, just stay out the way and just don't even fucking, you know what I'm saying? Just make shit happen. Don't even talk about it. Say less. There it is right there. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey whoop, motherfucker Drew. Suck at the Casey. What's up, dog? Drew, baby. Put on Drew. I seen Casey. Casey, uh, hey. Nothing hey, but man, motherfucker was bitch. getting down at that little rave shit. That shit was <laughs> <laughs> Little motherfucker's crazy. That rave was hey, fucking crazy. And then crazy. K9, man, where K9 at? That motherfucker breaking in the houses and shit. You see his last one? <laughs> I don't know. I he, went, he, he, went to, he went to the Temu headquarters to go get some uh, some uh, He's gonna pull up some some penis dog. pumps. So he'll be back soon. Yeah, I think he's still in front of the Christmas tree with matching pajamas. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 man, no. No, no he he's posted some shit show. earlier. I've seen him post, man. I know he. I know damn well he broke into a house. <laughs> All right, dog. Y'all have a good night. Love you, Rooster. Night, Rooster. Hey, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what up? Lucky is Caesar from Monte. Caesar, what up, my G? Hey, I was I was a celly with you for like a couple months. You were a celly with me? Where were we at? We're in Chanchilla, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy bitch, hey, but, I remember but, you. Real talk. Who's, who's this real? Who's this fine Simone you got here? Yeah, hey. Hey. Boy Kim Floyd, so, yeah, so you know what? What's dope about this is dope, bro. You know what I mean? This is dope. I'm going to come up, and it's good that sometimes people may not who, know who you are, yeah. and we introduce you to them. Bro, this is yeah. one of the funniest fucking Mexicans, bro, in the game, bro. This yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, bro, I'm like I, I've been like a fucking hood rat trying to holler at this dude, <laughs> straight up, and I had to, I had to pull up on him, bro. You know what I mean, hey, face to point, face, but, and he, 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 but, he, 
Go ahead. You can't, you can't, you can't give them the keys to the city, my boy. Your girl don't even give you the keys to the house, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> my G, that's what I love about my goonies. Orale, I love you, bro. I love you too, bro. dog. Thank you. I appreciate Thank that, you. dog. Love you, bro. Uh, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What's up, big wolf? Wolf, coming from Wolf, what the Whoa. fuck, dog? What is your New Year's resolution, Wolf? Sorry, I was just, you know, thank you, dog, for caring for her, for connecting the point, dog. And I just pressed him, dog. Because, you know, he's that big dog. When he looks at the crowd, you know, hey, does he see a bunch of uh, Happy Meals or a bunch of chilling meals? Wolf, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. You're, you are mumbling some shit that I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Hey, you got to charge your Obama phone, Wolf. <laughs> Real shit. Wolf, we love you. Happy New Year's, dog. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what it do? What's up? Look, how, what? You, how y'all doing? Chilling, my G. Yeah. Shit. We, bro, we are on like another level right now with the homie Cam Flores. Like, bro, I couldn't not have dreamed to start my year off without this dude right here, bro. Cam Flores, bro. Appreciate it. You know what's crazy, dog, is these comedians don't even know. I think they do know. No, they do know. Let me correct myself, bro. Uh, like laughter, bro, is the medicine of the fucking world, bro. And this dude, I, I, I'm fanning out right now, dog. I really am, dog. I, I, you know what I mean? He, I hear he's you, sexy dog. You're grouping fuck, out. Too. Yeah, you're grouping. Huh? I say you grouping out. I love it. Hey, hey, can't float this, man. Hey, man, love my G on some real shit, dog. But I had a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Hey, my boy, I mean, uh, I heard about your health and all that, man. You know, I'm sorry about all that, but uh, did you ever, like, did it ever, like, spark a flame in you to be like, hey, you know, man, shit, and, you know, when I get a little bit more up there, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, like, cause awareness, you know, either, like, make a, a drink or something for, you know, you know, or, or just, just just an idea of, of to help people that, you know, that because we do struggle with weight, you know, yeah. in the United States. I mean, you ever think about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, like, uh, I mean, I can sit here and lie and shit, tell you, yeah, 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 but I got to figure out my own issues before I can even move on to the rest of the people's issues. But once I get my shit in order, I feel like I definitely, like, I, like I've been doing doing my comedy career, using that as motivation for people to want to follow their dreams back home. I want to get healthy and, and, and hopefully motivate fat motherfuckers, motivate people that, you know, addicted to La Bolsita or something to kind of get their shit together too, man. And uh, But I just can't be a hypocrite and start motivating motherfuckers when I don't got that shit figured out myself, you feel me? No, I hear you on that, man. Hey, man, love on your success, man. You keep grinding, dog. It's, it's good to see Rasa out there doing it, holding it down like a fat girl on a seesaw. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you, my boy. Thank you, brother. Whoa. All right, Hey, so when you moved over here, what like what are you, like your favorite fucking restaurants in LA? Because there's too much there's too much fire food, bro. It is too much fire food, and I used to talk shit about LA, bro. I hit up respect, but I used to say that Chicago Mexican food was better. But as I'm living here now and I'm finding more places, I'm realizing that it's not. My favorite restaurant to go to when I'm like on a budget or, or just want some Mexican food, but I want to sit down, salsa and beer. Salsa and beer in the valley. I was gonna say that, bro. Yeah. I was gonna say that, dog. Yeah, salsa and beer. And then when I'm feeling fancy, you know, I'm, I'm taking my girl out on my home beach in time. We wanna celebrate something. We hit Mastro's in Beverly Hills, you feel me? Like every once in a while, deserve something good. But what does that meal cost, bro? Shit. Last night, my total, I took out Mark Hayes. He's one of my openers, Irish dude. My brother, who's been there for me with, the, with me from the beginning, and my lady, plus myself, we paid, uh, my total was 675 
I left like eight fifty with a tip and everything. But I mean, it's not something we eat every day. It was something like we earned it. You know, what does a meal like that taste like, bro? I mean, uh, you know, uh, check it out, bro. It's it's a level of success that you've reached and being able to sit within this environment and be able to cover that fucking check, dog. But does the food hit different, or is it more of a high of being in, in a restaurant like that? I ain't even gonna lie to you. It's about being in that motherfucking place, just sitting with the white folks and looking at them like, yeah, bitch, I'm here too. Yeah, 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 yeah. let's yeah, go. Let's go. I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm wearing the same outfit I was wearing yesterday. <laughs> so so I, I walk in, I got face tag. Walk in at 9.40, they close at 10. I'm walking in with sweats. My boy's like, don't wear sweats. I'm like, man, fuck it. Like, my money's green too, you feel me? Like, they, gonna, they should yeah. accept it too, you feel me? So nice. we, we walk in. Luckily, they didn't, get, they didn't see that I had sweats on. They let us in and shit, and then when you get in there, you got white motherfuckers in shorts and shit. I'm like, hey. they would only gave us shit if they would have noticed, but these motherfuckers wear whatever the fuck they want. But yeah, man, it was it's just like um, it's definitely a status thing. I can't say that the food is is like oh it's delicious or whatever, but but I mean it is good, bro. You know, I had lamb chops for the first time, lamb. Okay, so that shit was good. Macaroni and cheese is good, and it's just like again, it's like every once in a while thing just to kind of yeah, say you did it. You know what I'm saying? Like you did and, it, and a lot of times too is like I'm influenced by music. You know, like I hear short like shoreline. Mafia, I was a big yeah. fan of Shoreline Mafia growing up, you know, and even recently, just to hear him talk about like Mastro's lobster macaroni. Yeah. Like, I'm like, one day, and now it's like, all right, fuck it, we here, you Let's feel go. me? Like, and I wanted to take my boy because he hadn't been there yet, and I was like, you know, at least we could, nobody could tell us about it. We know about it, you feel me? Hell yeah. Hey, you're, mean, on, a, you're on Hood Socks, talk to us. Me on a buff ass lobster like Larry. <laughs> hey. Yo, go ahead. Yeah, this is Junior, man. Thanks for having me on, on this live with y'all. What's going on, Larry? No, this is Junior, not no Larry. Oh, Junior, my bad, bro. <laughs> What's good, Junior? What's cracking? Hey, man, just wanted to say, give a shout-out shout to my boy, Kim Flores, man. Can't wait to see him. Yes, sir. I'm calling from Dallas, Texas. You know, that, me and my family, we bought eight tickets to see him VIP there. That's right, man. I appreciate you. I can't wait to go to Dallas, bro. Addison Improv, man, get your tickets, man. I'll be there February 22nd, I believe. It'll be a Shout movie. I, I, I hit you up. I hit you up on TikTok, and I told you, hey, when we get there, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it be known who I am. That way, you can clown on my people. I got you, my boy. You said junior, you junior. <laughs> Yeah, Junior. I, junior with the eight tickets. I got you, my boy. As soon as you get there, let well, me know. Well, who, who, who should he see or to notice you out of all the juniors in the crowd, bro? Are you there with a fat-ass hyena, bro? Cross-eyed? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? How is he going to spot you out, bro? Uh, he going to spot me. He, he, he going to see the big-ass chain on. Okay. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be presentable. Okay. So right. Shout okay. out, Junior. Shout yeah, out, Junior. Love, junior, love you, baby. Uh, next call. You're on Hoodstock. Talk to us. <laughs> this is Dirty Daryl. Hey, what's up, dog? It's your boy, Dirty B, fool. What? Dirty Daryl, you son of a bitch. I'm How did dog, Casey up, know? It's a new number, hey, bro, because I had hey, you I locked wanted, in. Hey, I wanted to tell Lucky, I wanted to tell Lucky, uh, uh, hey, Lucky, I just bought you at the store, dog. I just bought a Jumex. <laughs> Stupid ass fool. Dirty Daryl's a legend right here at Hoodstocks. We love you, brother. Keep doing your thing, dog. <coughs> Let's go. So, so I was talking to. Let's go. Next phone call. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, fuck you, Lucky. Oh, shit. I love you, too. What's cracking? Nothing, nothing. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 
Who do we got on the line? I saw a voice sounds familiar. Oh my! It's Esmeralda. Damn girl! Don't fuck my boss today. <laughs> your, your dude, your dude must fucking hate me. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like when you're fucking your dude, you got an Instagram picture of me up on your phone. You know what I mean, be honest, girl. Whoa. Be honest, girl. Do you, do you do you have a crush on me or something? Because you call all the time. We don't have too many females call all the time. I, you know, I just I I I got a love hate relationship for you. You well, know, and so I, I, I love the podcast. Okay, but why? Where does the hate come involved? That you're not getting this dick? Is I that said, what it no, is? No, no, no. I don't know. Yes, you're a dick to me. <laughs> Girl, I but got, it's all good. It's all good. I it's got, all good. I, I got. I got I'm, I'm chopping up. I got six inches and three quarters of fucking Juneness for you. Hard. What is it? <laughs> what is it? What's cracking? What do you think about? I'm just fuck with you, girl. What do you think about Cam Flores? Talk to him. You, you know what? To be honest, I I don't know much about him, and I wanted to go to the um, comedy show you guys went to last week that he obviously uh, performed. You know, did his comedy thing at, but I had surgery the next day, so I couldn't go. What 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 happened? Did you get an, an extra? Uh, you know, I mean, an extra limb. An extra staple to tighten up that pussy? Like, no. what's happening? If you must ask, I have a hysterectomy. Whoa. Hysterectomy? What, what's a hysterectomy? <laughs> yes. What, what is that? I had my uterus removed. I had my uterus removed. Oh, why? Did, it get, I, did I it get a, destroyed from too much dick? Fibroid. Oh, huh? Exactly. It got blown out. It got blown out? Know. Oh, my God. Who's got bigger tits? <laughs> you or Cam Flores? Be Send me a picture right now. So we'll should, compare them. Yeah, we'll compare them right now. You have my picture, Lucky. You send me a picture, but it's not of your tits. You know what I mean? Um, are you okay? I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm recovering. I'm, I'm going to take like six or eight weeks off from work. So when when somebody, when a female gets her fucking uterus removed, is it like a dude getting his balls removed? Like what is happening right here? Uh, well, we don't castrate men. I mean, unless you have prostate cancer and you need it removed because of that, but I just had other issues that I had a fibroid that was really big, so I had I had to have it removed. So are you good now? I, I'm good. I'm good. Well, I hope so. I mean, I'm swollen and bloated and inflamed. I mean, send me a picture down, of that swollen, bloated, and inflamed. I want, I need to see what that no. looks like. It's just my stomach. They did it. They did it with a robot. So with a robot, and would a robot take <laughs> fucking two WD batteries? <laughs> <laughs> no, the hospital charged a lot for that surgery, like over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, what the fuck? Hope you're doing okay. Yeah. No, Rick, stop for, it, bro. For two and a half hours. Rick is a nice guy. Rick, I mean, can you have already. an orgasm again with your uterus removed? Yeah, I, I hope you're doing all well, right. I'm I'm doing all right. Thank you. You're welcome. No He's so nice. I can't wait to meet you. I'm I'm. We're gonna come up and see you guys sometime. I hope you do. Shout out. Yes, we will. We good. will. Rick, me and my man. He he's a big fan of the show too. That's Are right. you sure about Shout that? Your man you is a fan of this show. He turned you on to it. Yes. Well, shout out to that we, dude. We then. watch it shout at work. Out, we watch it at work well, when we're working. If we're working, we watch it at work. You work. Laugh. You work with your man. 
Yeah. That is a miserable relationship. I know his direction. No, no, no. But I'm a nurse and he's he's in the pharmacy. I'm a nurse. Oh, oh so you guys right. you guys Different are fucking you guys are fucking in the in jet in the janitor room and shit Whoa. like that, huh? How did you know? Yeah, I do know you <laughs> nasty Fuck motherfucker. Yeah you know I mean? That's Fuck why you guys you get your uterus removed because everybody's running through that shit. Oh, what? Shit. <laughs> I love you, girl. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm, 2024, we will be terrible right here. Hey, gonna, hey, hey but, I know, I know. But hey, when are you going to do another roast? You know what? You know what would be dope? If I if next roast we do, I have Kim Flores come through and fucking roast the Whoa. shit out of me. Be ready. I'm you ready. You need a roast them, exactly. Ken. Dude, we had, a, we had a roast right here with George Perez and a bunch of L.A. comedians. <clears throat> but mostly we're like fucking street, street comedians, underground comedians <laughs> that haven't made it yet. Yeah. And, uh, hey, those are the best. Dude, those they, are the they, best. They, they, they gave it to me, and I, and I loved it, bro, because I, I bro, like, bag, bag on me, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if we fucking, bro, Ken, I want you to pull my hair, bro. Oh, God. Pull the skin, fuck yeah, Look at that laugh yeah. right there. Don't she give lucky wine. She on herself. <laughs> she couldn't wait hey, for that Hey, next shit. phone call. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, check this out. This is uh, Marcus. I'm calling from California, Texas, man. Hey, straight up. Hey, is Ken with you, Way? Yeah, he's right here. Hey, tell him for, hey, I can't wait to see his ass when he comes to Stanton, dude. I'm expecting a lot of lives, bro. Straight up love from Stanton. You already know, bro. I appreciate you, man. Shout out San Antonio. Shout out uh, hey. Ecstasy. Shout out uh, Perfect Tens and Jaguars out there. My girl um, Giselle running shit out there at the strip club. Shout out San Antonio. Hey, hey, let me ask you a question, brother. Hey, what part of Chicago are you, brother? We grew up in Humble Park, Northside of Chicago, then outside in Aurora, about probably second half of my life. That's what's up. Wait, hey, I'm from Jerry Street, wait, on uh, Gary, Indiana. Oh, shit. The trenches. Yeah, hey, right the right trenches. Yeah, hey, I, 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 I've done shows in Gary, Indiana for like three people, brother. My dad, <laughs> my dad used to give me rides to Gary, Indiana, do shows for like three people. So for them, when they saw me in the arena, it was like life changing. Damn. Oh, yeah, that is, uh, I, I don't know how to keep any of your time, though. But like around the time when uh, my dad was in, uh, was in there, I think it was like maybe 60 or whatnot. But around that time, fucking, uh, was it, uh, Jackson 5 was there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, you do. Hey, for sure, that's dope, man. I like what you do, bro. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Appreciate Fuck you. Fuck all that fucking negativity bullshit, bro. Hey, man. For sure, yeah. that's all that my feelings out there, man. Cheer up, dude. Keep Shout out. Keep doing Fuck anyone who hates us, Let's go. There you right. go, baby. Shout out. You're on Hoodstock Talk. There was a shout out to everybody in the fucking chat saying Lucky's a weirdo. <laughs> what up, Lucky? What, what up, up, baby? Man? It's the snowman from San Pedro. What's up? So, oh, the slur. Who? The snowman. The snowman. Shout out to the harbor area. Yeah, all day, every hey, day. What's cracking? Yeah. Hey, on the Sunday, you get in your car, you put your old lady in the car, you put on some DJ Quick. You go to 13th and Walker in San Pedro, you get a belly buster, your favorite soda, bag of chips, go to Royal Palm, and just manifest everything. Say live. Good date right there. Yeah, good date. Okay, who's paying for this shit, though? Are you paying for this shit? Like, <laughs> I mean, what's going man, on it's right like, here? It's like 40 bucks, you know what yeah, I mean? You said a lot of shit, dog. I'm a little bit of confused, bro. You, you can't take a belly it buster. What the fuck's a belly, a belly buster, buster, bro? Like cheeseburger with mac and cheese and brisket little, and shit. A little fifty dollars super. Hey, I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> LA. How LA does it? 
But just follow my boy MC Poncho. You know what I mean? He'll put you on all the spots. Okay. Shout out to Poncho. Hey, shout out to Poncho. Shout out, brother. MC Poncho, dog. I've been talking to that dude for a cool minute. We're going to get him on here soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Harberry, stand the fuck up, baby. H-A, Don't play with it. Always. H-A all day, hey. baby. HA all day. Don't play with it, Busy dog. Beef Sandwiches. Can remember the name. Busy Beef Sandwiches. Say Les. That shit sound good. <laughs> Hey, shout out hey, hey, shout out to better you than me. Lucky's not weird, fool is unique. That's right. Whoa. Shit. Hey, Lucky, and I, you yeah. up there you're up there with Big Boy in the morning. You know what I mean? You think you're, so? You're funny as fuck. Yeah, you're natural. You know, I know you don't want to get uh, you know, in the in the belly room, whatever the fuck they call it, but I feel like you'll destroy that shit. Yeah, Lucky doing stand up, let's go. Good looking, dog. Much love. What what I have offered to comedians that have been on this podcast is for me to write for them. I want to be a writer, bro. Tell them, Lux. I want to be a writer. Ken Ken ain't trying to hear me, bro. I mean, I I feel like as a comedian, as a comedian, I feel like... Like, how does that feel? I've told a couple comedians that I know, bro. Hey, thank you for calling, bro. I'm going to hang up on you right now. Bro, I have told some of the comedians on here, bro. I said, and and I've sent them like, uh, uh, like my notes, bro. Ghost writing, lucky dog. I, I mean, I, I, write, I, I wouldn't be able to do it, bro. Because again, it's just like, is it disrespectful, though? I mean, to, it depends on who you ask. You know, like to me, it's not disrespectful, but I wouldn't be, I would be disrespecting myself going up and doing somebody else's jokes. I wouldn't feel like even if I'm murdered and your jokes are so good that the people loved it, you know, and I was able to bring them to life. You know, it, 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 I wouldn't. I feel like a fraud. You feel yeah, me? Like, like Ken's on some uh, bullshit. That's not my shit. You feel me? It's just not yeah. my shit. So it just, I just wouldn't be able to do it. There is comedians that will do it though. It's comedians back home that do my jokes. Ooh, it ain't even worth it, man. It ain't even put them out there. Nah. Give them the fifteen minutes of fame. Nah, nah. But, but but regardless of the fact though, like they like, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. But I mean, shit. I feel like the thing that you got though, not only the writing, you got the persona, you got the charisma. Like you shouldn't be a writer. I feel like you should be at the front line. You should be the comic. You know, and you're the first person that's told me that out of all the comedians that I've had here, bro, that have said, "Hey, you know what, dog? Fuck writing for somebody. Go, go do it yourself." Do it, man. Do it. Only you will be able to express your thoughts the way the way that you want to. You feel me? Because you are unique. I'm looking at you now. The way I love the way you're not holding back. I'm like you now. It's just like I'm. It, it, Hollywood almost kind of scares you into, like, kind of punks you into like, don't even though you're thinking that you know like to that girl especially you know like I'm laughing, bro. But it's just like you got you you you're. You got it, you feel me? And I feel like you you only you could be able to bring the jokes that you want to life. I feel like even if I said the same exact shit you said to her, it wouldn't come off as smooth, even though it's word for word. Some people just got the sauce, some people don't for certain shit. I feel like you got your own unique sauce, and I feel like somebody wouldn't be able to fill in your shoes. I feel like you should do it, bro. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'll do it, shit. You let me know where. Houston, Phoenix. Whoa. Hmm. Lux. You can start off with five minutes, see how you like it. If you like it, do ten. You feel me? Like the the offer is open. I got a long tour. It just started. (laughs) started. You're out there, dog. You bring your own jokes to life, homie. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa. I don't know, dog. I don't I don't I because I re I re I respect it, dog. You know what it is, is dog, it's this, bro. There's 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 two there's two people, uh, two uh, genres, that, genres that I really respect in life. 
and that's basketball players and that's comedians, bro. You know? And um I just I have too much respect, bro. To bring some shit out there? No, nah, I just have <laughs> I, I love comedy, bro. And and I love my G's that are doing it like Ken Flores, right? Who's yeah, lucky's about to sure. cry? No, no, it's it's not that, bro. It's not that, dog. You know what I mean? It, it's just that I I respect the craft so much, bro. And and I love it so much. And I love these dudes that we have on here, bro. Hundred percent. I feel like Jeez. you know what? I'm in my lane right here. Like this is my podcast shit. You feel me? You yeah. know what I mean? And and anybody that is experienced, like Willie Barcena, he came on here and he said, "Hey, luck, no bullshit aside, bro." It's the best podcast I've ever done in my fucking life, dog. Whoa. And I don't expect you to say that, stocks, but I'm I, I'm just saying, like, like I I have given, I have experienced a high level of camaraderie, of conversation. Like this is a powwow, bro. You feel me? Like this is this is a dojo right here, dog. Like I have experienced, like I'm experiencing with you today, brother. You know, like I have experienced, like, bro, to sit with you, dog. Like honestly, dog, it, 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 we 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 have bucket lists and we have dreams come true. And I'm not trying to be a little bitch about this shit, dog. But just to sit here, like coming up to this, bro. I, my, my girl forgot that I was doing a podcast tonight. You know, and and, and I told her earlier because she'd be forgetting because she's doing crazy schedule with the work because I'm taking time off from my construction job. I'm a construction worker. I'm a union electrician, IBW Local 11, bro. I went to five years to do, bro. You know what I mean? To change my life after prison and shit, bro. But, but I, I, I love you guys. Comedians, bro, like you, brother, George Perez, Concrete, Ralph Barbosa, even though he denied me, bro. Fucking Renee Vaca, dog. Like, the, the Latino comics, bro. Like, we taking over the game, bro. When I say we, I feel like I'm a part of it, bro. Yeah. You feel me, dog? Because I'm along for the ride, and I've had some of these comics on here, bro. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, if you a soldier, if you a soldier in a battlefield, bro. You gotta play your position, homie. You got cats, bro, that drive the tank. You got cats that are fucking snipers, bro. You got cats that are ground dudes, bro. Like, I just wanna play my position, dog. Yeah, but people get promotions too, though. People be, you know, like the, the tank driver not always gonna be the tank driver. Yeah, <laughs> One day you gotta be the sniper, you feel me? Like, so you gotta, I feel like, if you really love this, I, I feel like at least at the minimum, you should try it. Because obviously, if you man. love comedy the way you love comedy, the way I see you get passionate about this shit, and talk, that's why, I, again, I love the podcast. I respect it because I'm not sitting here with some radio guy that I'm trying to sell tickets. And just, <laughs> How did you get into comedy? You know, we're talking about real shit. You feel me? So I feel like you love comedy enough to where I'll, I'm willing to open my door to you. Like, if you ever want to do it and you don't feel like signing up to an open mic and performing for four people, I'll give you a sold-out show that you could perform for <laughs> in, in L.A. Lux, or all Latinos, so that way you feel a little bit more comfortable with your people and, and, and I mean shit the, off, the offer is there and I feel like you should at least try it you're gonna lose have me. you ever given this offer to anybody else I mean, no not, not anybody that has never done it before because to me it's like why would I why would I let you skip the steps you feel me I don't respect you enough to skip the steps and give you my audience because I work for this shit Whoa. but for somebody that is giving me their audience their platform I feel like I can only do the same and return the favor to somebody who respects my art form as much as I respect yours. Shout and, out and, Ken and, Flores. And, yeah, shout out to Ken Flores. 
And you know what? what we we talked about initially meeting, like when we met each other in person. Like, I, you know, I got, I, bam, what's popping, homie? Hey, dog, I'm in your DM, dog. I've been in your comments, dog. Before you even lit the put through the gasoline on yourself and lit this shit on fire, bro. I've been trying to holler at you, get on the podcast, bro. I mean, you're you're you're. I I, I knew, bro. Real shit, dog. Like, I, I knew you were a real one, dog, because ain't no fat motherfucker can get on stage, dog, and do it the way you fucking do it, dog. You know what I mean? And have the confidence the way you do it and to be transparent about the way you do it, dog, and to have the just the, the, the calculated humor, bro. I mean, when we, when we talk about comedy, bro, you know what I mean? Who is something, who, who are com comics that you study from, bro? Felipe Esparza, Cat Williams. Patrice O'Neal, um, that's that's people that are famous and people that are not famous but are in Chicago that I consider my big homies. Joey Villa Gomez from Back of the Yard, Chicago. Um, Abby Sanchez, Puerto Rican from I believe Humble Park, Chicago. Uh, these are OGs that you know. What I'm saying they, uh, they they've been doing it for a long time and they're, they're very relatable, very real. And those are people that I study. And then I like people that are not that haven't made it yet because you can still see the hunger in them. You know the hunger in their eyes. People again, people like Renee Vaca that I see him go on stage and leave it all on stage. Like that's why I study. You feel me? But at the same time, you don't want to study somebody too much to where you see yourself copying them or yeah. or trying to be too much like them. I try to just watch enough to where I am. Uh, I'm not only uh, motivated, but I'm push to be better and then but just enough to where I'm not copying them so I, I'm like you inspire me to, to, to think more you feel me and uh, I, I also look up to very smart comics like there's a comedian there's a white boy named Jeffrey Asmus who's blowing up right now very smart motherfucker he left his job as a teacher to pursue comedy you know be broke for a couple years even though he had a college degree just to chase his dream and now he's blowing up as well so I like motherfuckers that read a lot because I never really read a lot and I want to, and then my vocabulary is very small. I I only know a few words. You feel me? So I feel like if I learn bigger words, different things, I could, uh, I, I could, I could, my jokes could be better. I could have different, you know, thought processes. So I, I want to become more intellectual with my shit. So I really look up to smart comics. You know, people that are smarter. But at the same time, like, just real motherfuckers. Joy Diaz again, just being so real, like. And even if the stories he tells might not all be 100% real to the detail, but just the fact that you have no, not, not, it's not called shame, because it's not, it's not saying, it's like, like me coming out here and telling you, oh, I went to the hospital, I shit myself. It's not, I'm not embarrassed by it, but it's a real thing that really happened. And you, I can't make that shit up. Like, it, don't pun intended, but I can't make that shit up. Like, it's a, it's real. You feel me? It's genuine. And I just want to be genuine and real. And I can't study anybody to learn to be real. Like, that shit just, uh, that shit just happens. Either you got it or you, you ain't. You feel me? And it's just like I'm trying so hard not to, not to sway in the direction I don't want to be where I'm no longer myself. You know, so shit, just stay true to myself. That's what. That's 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 it. Shout out to you, big dog, for staying true to yourself. Yeah. Real talk. Ken Flores, right here in Hoodstocks, East Los Angeles. The boy pulled up. The boy showed out. The boy blessed us with a fucking, fucking amazing episode, brother. Shout out. And I just want to thank you, doggy. Thank wanna, you, brother. I, yeah, I want to thank Bro, this is, this is, man. You know, we, 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 us, uh, you know, coming up in the game, you know. I mean, we, we aspire for greatness. You know, if you're a podcaster, if you're a musician, if you're an, uh, you know, you're an artist, painter, a tattoo artist, 
Shout out to my boy Lux Tattoos. I sponsor this podcast. Whoa. If, if you're selling uh, weed, you know what I mean? Stizzy, uh, Killer Kush, Ape Patrol G, you know what I mean? Um, if you're uh, trying to get people skinny, you know what I mean? LA Peptides, my boy Vince, I gave you the number. Get skinny, bitch. Would you ever try that shit, bro? LA Peptides? I mean, uh, would you try something that... that to... I don't know if it's the same thing that we've been talking about with somebody else, because I'm, I'm talking to somebody right now in Miami. They're saying it's like a diet... It's a the medicine for diabetics. Yes. But you don't have to have thing. diabetes to take it. Exactly. And then, like, they've changed. They've lost a shitload of weight uh, doing it. So I got somebody who's supposed to give me some, but now that you got a sponsor for it, I might have to holler at him. Hold on real quick. No, hold on. Before we end this podcast, I want to do this, bro. I want to do this. I, I, I want to do this, bro. Don't play with it, dog. Because you know what, dog? You're an asset in this community. You're valuable, dog. Yeah, I mean, your weight is gold, brother. Real talk. Yeah, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Let's do this real quick. Let's do this. See if we can do this. Your call has been forwarded to voicemail. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> Dude, he's like, we oh, got we a podcast, bro. It's, it's not a sign, bro. It's not a sign. We doing it's, it, it's, dog. It's, it's a little late at night right now. We calling back. It's late night. Yeah, hold on, real quick. One more call. One more call. We calling Domino's next. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to eat. Your call has been forwarded okay. to voicemail. Let's the do this. Check it out, bro. I want to do this, bro. Um, our sponsor that we have, bro. Uh, bro, like. Paid from Hoodstocks, bro. We're gonna get you every th- single thing you need. You know what I mean? If it's if it, you, so, you gotta try different things out. If it's o- Ozempic, if it's the Mujaro, you gotta figure out what's works better for your system, dog. You know what I mean? And Hoodstocks is gonna sponsor your weight loss with our sponsor, bro. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Uh, what, what, what is homie's name, dog? That fuck. What's a wildlife? White boy's name. He lost a gang of weight. Oprah lost a gang of weight. I mean, bro, check it out, dog. I want you know what, dog. We 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 connect for a reason, bro, and and we we connected for a hundred other reasons besides this, dog. But I I I'm a, I got you on this. Thank you. Bro. But you down the tribe because you, it's yeah. needles, bro. You gotta you gotta <laughs> you gotta inject the shit in your stomach, bro. Shit, if it worked, man. At this point, I'm desperate. You feel me? Like a, you coming? <laughs> you going? I'm going. I'm coming. You going in? I'm doing it. I'm in it. I mean, Let's if it's go. there, I'm doing it, bro. At this Shout point, I, I do other shit. I, I can do that. You feel G, me? For dog. better my health? Shit. Better your health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better your health. Uh, are you in the San Fernando Valley? Where you at? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got my apartment right now is in Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have, we'll, we'll connect afterwards, yeah. bro. But I'm going to have this shit delivered to you, bro, on uh, on a monthly basis, bro. Let's do it, man. 100%. And, and, and these things cost like, they cost like seven hundred to a thousand dollars a pop for these things, bro. Because all the movie stars are doing it, bro. You know what I mean? And you get fat as soon as the sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know what, brother? You know what? Health is wealth, brother. And um, if we can do, if we can give you anything back for you blessing us with this episode, bro. Damn, longevity in life, dog. Of course, First man. One of I mean, are you are you are you a religious person, bro? Uh, I I I don't go to church, no. But I mean, 
When what, I was what in kind of, how were you raised? Like with, with any type the, of religion? The, the, the thing is that my, my pop side of the family is Christian, like real Christian. Like my grandma wears long skirts, all that. And then my mom is like a Catholic, but neither of them ever went to church. Like I remember Sunday mornings, my dad would wake up, start working around the house and be like, why does everybody go to church and we don't? He's like, because we got shit to do. Like, we got real shit to do, not that bullshit. And he was always like, he was always just called people like hypocrites. Like, this motherfucker going to church every morning, but he beat his bitch up four days out of the week. You know, he's crazy. So he always just like. And it's like, true. Your yeah, pops yeah. is a real one. He's like, we're not going to fucking go and get dressed up every Sunday to waste our time. And then come. And I, re I honestly, dog, like I'm, I'm 46 years old, bro. You know what I mean? And and on when I hear somebody's when you talk about your pops having this thought process, bro, I agree with them, bro. I agree with them. How are we gonna go to this church right here, bro? You know what I mean? This bitch has got fucking compact on a black eye. You feel me? Like that's real life. Nothing's perfect, bro. Nothing's perfect, bro. And then of course though, there's situations where you're laying in the hospital. You got the ventilator on your face and the only thing you can do is look up and, hey, man, I'm sorry I ain't go. When, when the COVID came around, were you afraid of that being the fact that you're a little overweight? Nah, I never really was, bro, because I was already, like, doing shit that was probably going to get me killed regardless, you know? <laughs> so I, I remember the day I found out I had COVID. I was still living with my OGs, and I had a... It was right when it came out, brand new, in March, and I was doing lines of coke over the washer, bro. Yeah. I was in the, in the laundry room, like, hiding from everybody just doing coke. And my homie texts me. We had just hung out a few days before. He's like, bro, I'm in the hospital. I can't breathe. I got COVID. Just letting you know right now, you probably got it, too. So at that point, I was like, I'm standing, I'm standing in my laundry room, like, okay, I need to throw all this shit out. I need to, like, figure out. I was like, why, not? why would I panic? I already, if I got it, I got it. I might as well finish the bag, you know? Like, <laughs> and I just kept doing it. And... uh the worst that ever got was like diarrhea, bro. I think Damn. I shit on myself like twice, but that's it. Like I never, I never had a hard time breathing because of COVID. Uh, the breathing, all that other problems came because of my health and the drinking afterwards. But COVID, COVID never really brought me to my knees. When I was in the hospital, though, for real, that's when I was like, I didn't have nowhere else to look but to God. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, not my, that might make me a hypocrite for only asking him when I really needed it. It's okay. But but I mean, that was just kind of like you're out of options. You feel me? Like, that's just, there's nothing wrong with that, bro. You know, but 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 I guess I do. I do believe in the higher power. I just don't believe in the structure of religion and uh, and pretending to be better than other people when you're not. Because we all make mistakes, and you know what I'm saying. I don't I don't know, and, and I don't want to get into like the whole how it started and what started the world but i do believe in the higher power whether whatever religion it might be i mean i just you know i feel like we all need that to feel some type of safety net i guess in a way sometimes when you're out here by yourself like when i first moved out here like now my girl lives with me but before she moved in i'm by myself like it should just get like it's very it's a very lonely world you know what i'm saying and you realize that when you're by yourself whether you're in prison you're in a cell or wherever you're at you know you're just like fuck like all this money or all this time that I have, you can't even do shit with it because <coughs> you're, you're solo, you know? So then that's, those are the moments that you look up into, like, the sky and you're just like, you know, whoever's out there or if anybody's out there looking out for me, man, like, like help, 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 like I don't know, help me out or help me at least get my mind in the right place to, 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 to not have to, you know, keep going with fucking up my life and killing myself. Not literally killing myself, but whether it's in ingesting certain shit that you shouldn't, you know? I want to ask you something on the way out of here. We're going to end this right now, and I know you got places to go, you, you know what I mean, things to do, <laughs> brother. you chilling, all right. I, mean, I want to ask you this, bro. Like, at the breakout height of your success, 
you you found a female, like you you could be a playboy right now, bro. You can be fucking a lot of bitches right now, bro. Like, what did it take for a female to snatch you up? And then what did it take for you to take the female serious and say, hey, you don't love me for who I am. You love me for what I've fucking accomplished. Um, I, I guess there's two parts What's of that What's your lady's answer? name, bro? Talia. Talia. From her hand. Damn, bro. But, uh, nah, like, uh, me and her, we, 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 she was... She was never a fan of me. I think that's one of the things I liked the most because it's not somebody that came to the show like, I'm going to meet them. Because some girls show up to the show and they're like, I'm going to fuck them. You know, like that's their goal. <laughs> yeah. They'll come by themselves, they'll sit in the front, get their titties all out. They got a goal when they when they buy that ticket. You feel me? This girl, her homegirl was fucking with my boy and uh, he linked up with her. And then I was just third wheeling and she was third wheeling. So we just off the, we just kind of started talking like the compromiso, you feel me? Like, what's up? You know, my boy's finna hit your bitch, so what's up with you? And we kicked it that first night. We were in Austin, Texas, and we just got faded, bro. Went back to the Airbnb and she was so drunk. She was busting her shit on the floor. So I picked her up and I put her in the bed and I just closed the door on her, like let her sleep that night. We ain't, we ain't even do nothing that first night. And then we left Austin, we had a different city. But we stayed in contact through Instagram. The next time I went to Austin, I went head as a headliner, sold out the show, and she showed up. We hung out then, bro. It happened so fast. This just happened, bro. And then people might look at it and be like, motherfucker, stupid. But I feel like it's also gonna be what's gonna save my life. You know, I feel like sometimes you know, like sometimes when it's a real motherfucker, like you just know it's real. Or you hope at least, you know. But uh me and her, we 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 reconnected in October this year, or last year, my bad. And uh, that weekend we hung out all week. We hung out for like two days after my show. And then after that, um, I pushed my flight back one more day to stay there with her. And then when, I, when my flight was due to come back in, to LA, I was like, it's the weekend. You know, I kicked it there from like Wednesday to Friday. Then on Saturday, I'm like, you don't work till Monday? Call off Monday. I was like, I'll get you a flight to LA until Tuesday. And she was down, you feel me? I've already kicked it off for a couple of days. So she came out to LA. And I think when we were, I, I didn't have shit in my house. I'm telling you, I had like my mattresses on the floor. Like, it's not like she came to, like, a life of luxury. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I was living, like, horrible. But she was real funny. And I, I feel like I just really fuck with that shit, you know? Because a lot of times it's just, like, people want to talk about, like, comedy and, like, all this shit. And she didn't give a fuck about none of that, which I feel like I really liked about her. And she still hadn't seen me perform yet when she was out here in L.A. with me. She showed up late to my show both times, so she never saw me perform. So she didn't even know how funny I really was or the magnitude of this shit really was. Until she was out here in LA, I brought her to a show and she just seen like the people lined up to meet me, take pictures. Like it was just like a different perspective of, you know, of who the fuck I was. But from there, I feel like we were both already like too deep in it. Like we really fucked with each other. She went home that night. She went home that, that week. Then like two weeks later, I flew her to Chicago. I had a wedding to go to and I needed a date. So I was just like, I really fuck with you. Like, you know how to come with me? So she's like, yeah. So we went to the wedding, you know, we kicked it that weekend. Then that, that that weekend, I was like, you know, I want you to be my girl, you know? And at that time, it was just kind of like, I kind of wanted her to be my Austin girl, you know, like my, <laughs> my Texas girl. Yeah. And But then it's just like... A side piece. Yeah, yeah. For th Not even a side piece, just like, cause I didn't have a main piece, you feel me? So it's just kind of like rosters, you know, type shit. Yeah. And then when I met, um, and then for Thanksgiving, she came out again to, to LA to spend it with me because I was going to be home alone. So she came out, and then that week, she came on a Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. She was supposed to go back that Monday after Thanksgiving. Shit, she just never went back. I was like, fuck that, don't leave. Like, I think also, too, like, being alone, like, 
needing some type of support because this is my dog right here. He was always with me coming up, but he also has a shorty now, a daughter, a wife back home in Chicago that he's got to go back to. You feel me? And, and that's the homie Chins. That's right? the homie Chins right here. Yeah. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Shout, shout out. Chins, so I was like, so even he knew like everybody knew that I needed something to slow me down. Yeah. Because I was just going hard, bro. Like hard. And if, if I'm if I'm out, I'm partying. If I'm in the house, I'm partying. You know, like I they they needed they needed something there. And she kind of came into my life and just kind of like. Not on purpose, like she's not telling me what to do, but she make me not want to do certain shit. Like she gave you foundation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just like I got something to work for now. And then on top of that, like like last night we were out eating at, at Mastro's and shit, and I was like, um, and we got invited to the bar, and I was like, well, fuck. What, you, what do you mean you got invited to the bar? How does uh, that work? I was, I was I was with a one of the homies I went out with to eat. He was like, well, let's go to the look. I buy paper for the dinner. They're like. He's like, well, come to the bar. I'll get you your drinks. Like, let's so there's a let's bar continue. at Maestro's as well. No, no, no. We're, we're going to a bar in, in Hollywood. What's Hollywood? Okay, uh, sorry, uh, Naughty man. Pig. So just like a different bar, you know, yeah. like a, a dive bar. And that's what I, I like dive bars, you know. I like I to get shit faced where nobody knows me and I'm just kicking it the yeah. best. And instead of going to like a club where I gotta watch my back or you know do or, or anything like that. So anyway, uh, we were gonna go, and I just felt like. I was like, damn, I don't know. Like, old me would have been like, fuck yeah, let's go, let's party all the way until fucking 6 a.m. I don't got shit to do tomorrow to podcast at night, so fuck it. But I don't know, like, something about it was just like, you know what? I want to go home. I want to go home and lay up, you know, so it sounds soft or whatever, but nah. I, I was like, fuck it, it's time, so, you know? It, it like, sounds grown man. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, you get older. I always told myself I never get married because, like, you know, you start touring, you're like, you're getting money, you getting bitches. You're like, why would I ever change this lifestyle, you feel me? But then it's just like, I don't know, like, I'm at a different level than most people. The same thing too. Most of these comics that are coming up or, or, or get a taste of this lifestyle, they were kind of lames before, you know. So like <laughs> they don't know what it's shit. like to be outside or to party. Like I already did that my whole life, yeah. so I'm done with it. You feel me? Like I already did enough of it. My body obviously is done with it. So why would I force myself to try to pretend like I'm still young and I still want to party for days and days and days? I was like, I need a little, and then she also is a party. Like we party, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we drink, we go out. What'd you do for New Year's? Shit, uh, we, I did shows at the Ha Ha Comedy Club, okay. and then from the shows, I hosted a. a Hungla in North Hollywood, they gave me my section with the bottles and shit. At Jungla, so, right? Jungla, yeah. So, yeah. So, I work right next door to that. Well, yeah, so so we, so we 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 still we still went hard, we still drank, we got fucked up, but it's like at the end of the night, you got somebody to go with, you know, you're not yeah. just breaking down coke with your homies till 7 a.m., the sun's coming up. It's like, nah, we called it a night, you know, 3, 4 in the morning, we're at the crib, next day we wake up, have breakfast, you feel me? Like, do, you, do you look forward to having kids? Uh, I didn't for a long time. I was always very selfish with what I was doing. Like, I always, I like doing whatever the fuck I want, you know? But then you realize that that price you pay for doing that is loneliness for in the long run, you know? Like, you, you yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but that Sunday night hit different when everybody laid up with their person or with their kids, you know, reading them, putting them to sleep, getting them ready for school. And you just by yourself with a bottle of Casamigos, you know, just like, ah, this shit not fun no more, you know? Do you think raising up to be a su successful comedian, bro, to be one of the best in the world, which you're on your path to become, bro, I mean, do you think that uh, comics need that foundation of a lady family, you know what I mean, to stabilize them for them to evolve into their greatness? No, I think, no, I think everybody needs... Everybody's different. Everybody needs are different. Because I could be talking to a comedian that might have been married before they even started doing comedy. And now their career is starting to take off. 
but their wife is the one holding them back because like you can't be going on tour you gotta take care of this or you gotta do this but it's like no i need to go on tour i need to make the money or maybe they just so much fights that they have so much fights either the love has run out or the scheduling is fucked up where they they fought so much that now you're in the comics headspace now he can't perform accordingly because now he's got to worry about what the fuck going on at home sometimes for people the best thing is to break it off and be alone for a while we all might I, might need different things for the career you know what i'm saying i feel like that was just what i needed you know what i want to make time right now to give a shout out to my girl you know what i mean speaking of you know women foundation, all that good stuff. I want to give a shout out to my girl for letting me be me, you know? Like I could I couldn't do this podcast with a female that that, that was just like stressed the fuck out on some dumb shit and, and petty and you know what I mean, Ooh, you said this, you said that. You talked to Esmerado, Esmerada, whatever her name is, yeah. you know what I mean? And you told her this, you know what I mean? And now I ain't gonna get no pussy for the next week. You feel me? Like, yeah. like, yeah. like my girl, shout out to my girl. My girl, she's a G. She, she's a foster care girl, you know what I mean? She was in foster homes. She lived a rough life. Her mom's dead. Her dad's dead, you know what I mean? Like, my girl lets me go out and get it the way I need to get it. And I love you, babe. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, you know what I mean? And I think uh, some people say behind everybody's, uh, every man's uh, uh, potential success is a strong woman. You know, and I, you know what, I really, I really believe in that because she's giving me stability to be like, you know, I don't need to, none of these bitches. You know, I, mean, I go home and I get my dick sucked right now, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean, shit, why are you playing with it? And she'll make me something to eat, something that she mm. knows that I like to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, not no motherfucking, uh, fuck shit. not no fuck shit, <laughs> dog. Like, women, bro, you know, women are the backbone to this road and salute to the women. We have a very small percentage that watch this podcast. Um, but, you know, you girls are, you women are much needed. Uh, 2024, um, I wish all my goonies uh, success um, in any way we can help out right here. We got you, dog. And and what we doing right here for 2024, the new year on Hoodstocks, is we, we taking it back to our Howard Stern shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wanted to start this off. When I did Hoodstocks, like, I like to have fun, bro. I like to clown out, bro. I want a bitch that has one titty smaller than the other titty, you know what I mean? Because her brother socked her into the tit all <laughs> since her childhood, you know what I mean? We gotta talk about them titties, you know what I mean? But, I, hey, bro, Cam Flores, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, guys. Appreciate thank you. you. Shout out Hey, how can they support you? What do you got coming up? Man, we just announced the, my first official headlining tour called Sorry for the Wait. Wait spelled as in, like, wait. Uh, we got a uh, shit. I mean, we're gonna, we gonna we already started the tour. We did Covina, then we did North Hollywood. Next stop is gonna be Jordan, Utah. Then of course we got Texas all through February. Fucking Syracuse, Albany, New York, Kansas City. Every, we're coming everywhere. And if you don't see your, your city for sale yet on the website KenFlores.net, it will be announced sometime in uh, April. We're, we're gonna announce more cities. We're coming every city in the United States. So <laughs> if you don't see a city yet, I promise I'm. Coming. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah. Hold on. Before we end this, put the camera over there. <coughs> Rick, New Year's resolution. Let's I go. I don't have one. 
Rick, I, I didn't ask you, fool. Good. But you're gonna you're gonna answer something. Rick, New Year's resolution. Real talk, I ain't got one big dog. I'm I'm just happy that I'm out, that I got another year free. Like real talk. You know what I mean? Spent like sixteen in jail, so just being free is another motherfucking uh win, dog. Like I can't even lie. How about this, Rick? Let's do uh let's do part what what part are we? Part three? Part three. Let's yeah. do part three with Rick this month. Whoa. Are we with yeah. that? Yeah, we're with that. And Casey, why do you not have a New Year's resolution? Because I have to write it down tomorrow. You got to write I'll it down tomorrow? I'll give it to you on Thursday. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. I got to do that work, but yeah, that's real shit, though. Casey's <laughs> hey, hey, here we go. Dog Cam Flores, I love you, Cam brother. Flo